Welcome to the Jeff Gross Podcast. This episode is brought to you in partnership with Party Poker. Go to PartyPoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes. Welcome. We are here. A very special podcast today with the man, the myth, Matty Ice, Matt Staples. Matt, how's it going? What's up, Jeff? Thanks for having me on the show, man. Yeah, it's great to uh, it's great to do an official podcast. We've had a lot of deep talks and conversations over the years, and really exciting to see you get to the level you're at and where you've come and, and how much work you've put in. I, I do remember from a, a run it up Reno must have been the last one, was it? The was maybe mm-hmm. a while ago. I don't know. I think two, ago. two ago. Okay, two run it up Reno's go. We had to sit down. We we're on a couch, and you really just sort of laid it out. You had were not signed yet by a site. It was obvious the big sites were looking at you, and you were just basically saying, "Look, I'm going to move home. I'm going to put my head down. I'm going to stream a lot." You had a plan. You've delivered. You know, now you have over sixty five thousand on Twitch. You got a, a very strong deal with Party Poker, one of the main brand ambassadors. Uh, talk to me a little bit about the last year and what's uh, what's been going on with you. And then we'll kind of go backtrack into the, the early stages. But I want to know what changed for you in the last year and what's what's uh, what's new with you in the last like 12 months. Um, well, yeah, like I, like I said, we had that talk. I was just ready. I was super ready to get serious with Twitch. I, I felt like I had never really given Twitch like a serious go where I like actually just because, you know, I was living with Jamie, my brother, and we did so much traveling and and we were moving country to country and my schedule was all over the place. I wasn't being super consistent. And like, if you're on Twitch, like consistency is so key. So I was just like, listen, I'm going to go home, no more trolling and, and just stream as much as I can. And that's what I did. And I saw pretty, pretty insane gains this year in both, you know, both Twitch and my poker game. And obviously, you know, uh, finally uh, a poker site, you know, I had been streaming unsigned on Twitch and I was the biggest unsigned streamer on Twitch for a long time. And, and finally, Party was, you know, got something done and we got teamed up. So, so yeah, that's what happened. And, and I haven't really changed my plan since. I've just been doing the same thing, streaming a ton. So what, what, is, what is the current stream plan right now? Are you, do you have a set like every week? Is it the same thing? Do you kind of go by different, uh, different, you know, series? Obviously, there's a KO series right now. There's different points where it gets, kind of you know there's there's a lot of uh there's there's a lot of different things that change along with poker what's happening but for you personally is it something that you try to do a set amount of time per week can people find you certain days or does it really vary yeah no as much as possible essentially like i've done no like trips or live trips or anything so i'm not really breaking up the content i just try to i try to get at least five days in a week and stream as long as i can whether there's a series going on or not um you know, my off days vary a little bit. I might do like six days in a row, then take a day off, then do another day, then a day off. It's not the same off days every week, but yeah, every week for the last year has just been grind. And and what is, uh, if you were giving someone recommendations, because again, you were one of the top streamers for the last year or so without being signed. And is that something that you feel that's an obtainable goal? Obviously, it was dominated by poker stars where it was only really stars, you know, Tonka at 888, and then really Party Poker, who is the second largest site, very strong brand, didn't have a Twitch presence. Was that, did you ever kind of wonder, am I going to get a deal or was that inevitable? Did you know you were definitely getting a deal? At what point did you sort of realize that, you were going to be considered and you were going to be offered something. Was that always in the back of your head? Like when you saw your brother get it from the start, was that kind of your goal or was it just sort of just stream, put your head down and see what happens? Yeah, d- definitely the latter. I-, I never really thought about getting signed. I mean, until like, not never, 
you know, after I'd streamed for a few years and my numbers were, you know, I was getting the same numbers as people that were already signed or more, right? So I was kind of wondering like, okay, well, I feel like I have the same value or more value than some of these guys. Um, I know Twitch numbers aren't everything when it comes to getting signed, right? It's personality and, and brand awareness and all these other things that might go along with it. But I felt like, okay, you know, I feel like this could happen. And, you know, there was talks uh, going on, so I, I felt like something was coming. Um, but, yeah, in the early days, I was never thinking about, you know, I never was thinking about taking poker or Twitch, like, super serious. It was always something that I was doing for fun. So um, I didn't think much about, you know, getting signed. For sure. I see all five one four in the chat. Ghost of M, Mark Miller. What's up? Some legends in there. Uh, Cram Drallen and Vadron, of course. So if you guys have questions, you can ask on Twitter. Well, you are eligible for a retweet uh, giveaway today. But also, if you want to chat here, we can take a look. But we're going to try to just keep it keep it flow and steady until the end. And we will try to take a lot. There are a lot of questions for Ice. A lot of a lot of diehard Matty Ice fans out there. Can we get a little credit for the nickname? I love the nick Matty Ice. I mean, come Dude, on. Matty Ice stuck so hard. It stuck so hard. It's, 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 it's really, it is a great name. That was one of my greatest memories. I think that was a turning point for myself along with the boys like Kevin, Miu, and Jamie having the, the stream house, the 24 hour. I mean, that was, for me, that was sort of like a make or break. Like that, that got me really engaged in Twitch. Like how was really? that? How those type of stream boat stream house? How have you enjoyed projects like that? Do you like that sort of stuff or do you rather oh, yeah. do your own thing? No, that's well, you definitely need a mix like that, that sort of stuff. It, it does feel a little bit like gimmicky. Like it's, it's, I'm glad it's not like that all the time. Let's right. just put it that way. It's just not a sustainable way to, to stream, but like, you know, mixing that in a few times a year is, is so fun. And like, I really wish, I really wish my stream was where it is now when that stuff was going on. Cause back then, you know, I was, I was just, I was playing the micro stakes or the low stakes and I wasn't very good. And my stream wasn't very big and while that stuff was going on like streamboat and montreal so i would love for you know i'd love to be where i'm at now and do that kind of stuff i think it'd be even better you know be able to hype it up a lot more with my own channel but but yeah that stuff was so fun and and there's so many things to talk about with your brother i mean the bet we'll get into all that but give us a little bit of background on you before the streamer and and how you know like talk to me about when your brother first got on twitch did you, was this something he shared with you beforehand were you guys talking a lot and you're like he was like hey i'm gonna give this a try or did you just how like at what point did you pick it up on the radar that he was doing this and, and something was happening here you know, J- Jamie, like, you know, he was living at home. We were both living at home. I was in, I guess, university, first year university. He d- we didn't talk very much, Jamie and I. Like, we we didn't discuss things. He kind of, you know, he played poker full time. We didn't, I never talked to him about poker ever. Like, that was just like his own thing. That was his own life. Um, so when he started streaming on Twitch, like, I think he brought it up to Chris and I, my brother Chris. Um, but he just started doing it. I, I really wasn't even a part of it at all. And, you know, I was a huge Twitch fan. Like, I, I played video video games religiously. I watched Twitch. I watched, like, big games like League of Legends, Counter-Strike, stuff like that. So I was a huge fan of Twitch. And I had actually tried to stream, like, League of Legends once in the past or something. Really? I, was, I was just so like, you, oh, yeah, I, I'm going to make it. Yeah, yeah, I had a channel. Yeah. Wow. yeah so I you might channel. have actually had it before Jamie. You might have streamed before him technically. Oh, I did. But, I, I mean, does it count? I streamed, like... 35 minutes on League of Legends. I don't know. but Was it your same name then? Did no, it was no. a different different account, some some different name, yeah. 
Wow. Interesting to know that. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I was I didn't hear about Twitch or know about it until I saw Somerville and kind of caught a little glimpse of it all. But that's very interesting. So how did it go then? You saw was Jamie hit a score on Twitch like he must have started out just like we all did. No one really on. No one has a clue. And then all of a sudden got a little traction. Was it him who told you or stumbled on it? Or was he like, hey, this is crazy. I got 100 or 200 viewers. Or how, how did that sort of like when did you get peak your interest? It's just there. Were, I it, it took until six like maybe six months after he started streaming for me to even think about doing it myself poker wise like I, I streamed after jamie had started streaming i did he did inspire me to start streaming again but i started streaming video games again i really never thought i was going to play poker like I, I started streaming league again and then the, the whole poker thing happened by accident like i didn't play yet at this point so um when you say by accident, elaborate. What what happened? You just played. Well, I mean, you know, I watched I watched Jamie a lot, right? So I started to learn how to play or whatever. So I made an account and, you know, I just, I, I wasn't like into poker. I just thought I'd make an account or whatever. And then I, I started playing just like the tiniest baby stakes ever. And then my first stream ever on poker blew up. And that's the only reason I kept playing. Legit. What, what first, I can what tell you the story of my first stream. So here's here's, hear, the, yeah. here's my first stream ever on Twitch poker i was streaming league of legends with a buddy right and he had to take a break or whatever for 15 minutes and i had like five people watching so i was like okay i gotta do something to entertain these people so i'm like and i knew you know everyone had known my name from jamie's channel so everyone watching was a poker fan so it's like okay i'm gonna load up this poker site and i'm gonna play like a two cent hyper or i'm gonna play like some one cent two cent just just well until my friend gets back Okay. And then and then so I switched my game to poker on Twitch and then people just started like flooding in. Like I probably got five extra viewers. I was like, oh shit, like this is okay, hold on. And then my buddy's just like, Yeah, just keep streaming poker. So I ended up firing a few like ten cents sit and goes. And then I got a host from somebody for like eighty viewers. I was like, Oh my goodness, this is happening. And then I got another host late in that in that stream. So I ended up having like two hundred viewers on my first poker stream ever. I was like, Okay, this is what I do now. This, because I was like, this is what I do now. So oh, I kept, yeah, yeah, I kept doing it. And then like, here we are kind of thing. That's amazing. Then yeah. what, what was it? So what was your name then? What was the, give us the Maddie Ice, the original, well, what was your original Twitch name? Don't well, say no, you don't remember. You know, that, you was, remember that was this account. That, that was Poker Stables PA, which used to be my moniker because I worked for Jamie. Ah, okay. Yeah. So that was the original one, like all the way through when you first started out was Poker Stables. Because that was yeah. up until even last year or so, right? I mean, that was a long time mm-hmm. or two years now, maybe. Yeah, I think it's been two years. But but yeah, I had that name for a long time, yeah. That's amazing. That's a great story. It's, it's, yeah. it's fun when you host or if someone gets a host, like those are the ones that are kind of cool. When someone, you know, if you, if you have someone that doesn't really stream much or is a low up and coming streamer and they get that because it really does help a lot. It's a big energy boost. It makes makes people feel good. It gives them some confidence and it's, it's, a, it's a cool thing. So I, I remember I remember my first stream as well, having getting a little bit of a boost on, on something like that. And it's fun, man. Twitch now, so many innovations with the, the uh, squads and all the new features and stuff they're doing. It's really, it's a fun time to be a streamer. And uh, I see the hunger and desire uh, in you right now. It's great, man. It's at uh, 22 years old. I got to remind people you're 22, which is 23. Really I had my birthday last week, but Oh, happy birthday. Same deal. Same deal. Yeah. Strong, strong month. Um, yeah. So that's, that's good. 23 years old. Uh, what is, you talk about, there's not really in goals, not having goals in poker. You, you're not a guy that looks at it and says, I want to hit X amount of subscribers or followers, or I'm going to, you do, you do more like time. You said you stream, try to stream five times a week. Do you have any big,
bigger goals? Like now you have an ambassadorship with, with party poker. Uh, give us some other type of things that you aim at. Do you, uh, talk us through the process of your, your journey. Well, no, I, de- I definitely do have goals when it comes to streaming. Like that's the big difference. Right? Like, you know, people ask me about my poker goals all the time and like my poker goals remain the same forever. Essentially. It's just like, get better. So, you know, the results will follow the goal of trying to get better, but I definitely have, you know, in terms of like a monetary goal in terms of poker, it's just like, there's so much variance. Like I can't set a goal for the end of this month because, you know, like one bad beat can change the whole month, you know? So I just don't think it makes a lot of sense to set monetary goals for poker. It can be fun, but, but I definitely have Twitch goals. Like I'm always, always sweating my subscribers. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to hit certain, certain amounts. Um, I'm trying to hit a certain amount of viewers. I I want to stream a certain amount of days. So so Twitch. I mean, I mean the the ultimate goal is to become number one on Twitch. I definitely ha- I definitely want to be number one on Twitch at some point. I don't know how Twitch long poker. it's gonna. Twitch poker, yes, of right. course, yeah. Right. Um, and there's days. I mean, there's days where you are number one on the listing. I mean, you're. Right, it's yeah. got to feel pretty cool because that's something that you know. There's not. There's not a lot of us. They can say that. I mean, how many poker people have ever been number one in the listing? It's hard because there's now, you know, there's it's different times of the year and such, but there's probably, there's only a handful that can say, hey, I'm at, for hours on end, I'm number one. Is that something that when that, do you remember that your first feeling of like, wow, this is like I'm king of the Twitch poker streets? I mean, that must be, that's gotta be a pretty cool feeling to start out. You played $8 tournaments. Is that correct? I mean, your $8 was your bankroll basically. I started right? with eight. Yeah. started with $8. Yeah. Yeah. So but, I mean, that's gotta be pretty amazing. Yeah, once in a while, you do, like you do get like a, a moment of realization, like wow, I'm the number one streamer on this listing somehow. Like somehow this is happening. So, I mean, most of the time you're just kind of in the zone, so you're not really thinking about like introspectively. Right. But but yeah, you definitely get those moments where it's like this is pretty crazy. Like very grateful to to be in the spot at all. But yeah, and and how do your parents feel? Because I know your mom is a is a big supporter. You're at home sometimes streaming a, a decent amount now. Your dad, you know, they're they're involved. I mean, they must think this is the coolest thing to see their sons. Your other brother Chris as well involved does filming, editing, a part of the whole process and part of the team. And then your brother, you know, Jamie obviously has had his biggest score on Twitch uh, yeah. and biggest you know live result. You're you're crushing, hitting scores. You guys are doing one hundred fifty thousand dollar weight bets. I mean, what what is what do the staples think of what? <laughs> What's going on? They must think whatever, it's whatever you think, like whatever level you think they're into it, they're like times it by five. They're so into it. Like, like yeah. my dad, my dad will catch most of my streams. And my dad, you know, he he didn't ever think about poker or play poker in his life, but like he'll come to me after a stream and be like, I hate. Like he'll say things like, I hate Ace King. Like I hate Ace King. I hate when you go all in with Ace King. That's exactly what my dad. Said. Yeah. Type yeah. Of thing. Like Jack, Jacks and Ace King, and I, you know, I he gives me advice too, and or like since he gets. He says he gets nervous anytime I get Ace King because that means I'm probably gonna go all in. It's just yeah. like, yeah. So he watches all the time. Like yeah. he know he knows how the game works now, and he'll like talk about hands that I play. Um, my More mom is she just mom, her. She yeah. She follows every she Does follows she everyone on Twitter. Ace King to Queen. She can tell you the percent. No, my mom knows nothing about the game, but okay. she follows she follows all the streamers and people on like twitter and instagram and she like keeps up she'd be like oh you know this guy's going here today i'll be like how do you know that like i don't know that she's you know? surveying the streets for you she wants to know what's around you she wants to make sure that everything's good that's awesome yeah. I mean, she's energy your dad's got a little strategy and what about how about like neighbors friends like you're growing up guys like that are not necessarily into poker do they think it's like because you're in the still in the same area right like I mean, i'm 33 
I'm away. It's different, right? You're like fresh out of college time. You got friends that are still in the area. You're you're in the home circle right now. How how do they? Are, are neighbors? Do they come up to you? Are people? Do, do, is it is it like? I'm sure your mom tells all her friends and people know, right? Like they know that you guys are streamers, yeah player streamers. So do you get some of that where like friends and family or people are? Are you a local celebrity? Like are you at the grocery store and people are stopping you? Some. No, I, you know, I've never, never, nobody's ever said anything to me in my hometown, but like, you got to understand, I don't get out very much in my hometown either. Like I'm very much grinding in my house most of the day. So, um, you know, like, you know, my close friends obviously know what's going on and they're, they're, they're pumped about everything. Um, but yeah, I don't have really an outside circle of friends that I connect with from, from back in school. Like they'll reach out to me on social media or something and say, Oh wow, this is cool or whatever. But, um, yeah, like a lot of extended family, they they all know what's happening with the stream and everything. I had, we, I have this, um, my family has a cabin out in BC and there's like this, it's out in like rural BC. There's like this tiny golf course there that I used to grow up playing at. And the cook, like this, this 70 year old female cook I talked to last week just to reconnect. She knew about the weight bet. That blew my mind. I was like, how do you know about the weight bet well that, be, that really blew my mind to be fair that's mainstream news right i mean that would that picked up on tv and that was a that was a pretty crazy deal before since we we dove a little bit into the the early stages of how you got into poker what yeah. was going on tell us now about that how, how was the how do you put that in your trajectory the weight loss bet like where does that stand out because at the time you were still playing smaller stakes this was this was a massive bet and we're talking about 75 grand each to you and your brother and you're what this was like three years ago now two years ago so you're you're 21 years old or around that time and and this i remember this i mean this was this was epic because this happened on twitch someone i wish we could i want to thank that guy as well i, I mean i put yeah. a big bet down on you boys and uh, that someone on twitch made a comment that spurred this to come up, come to life. Talk to does, does, this does anyone know who that was? I want to say there's a screenshot or there there's was got somebody needs to reach out to this guy. Like, yeah, does he have any idea what happened? Nice for him or her, because that was crazy. It basically, what, what happened? We we're outside. We we're at Bill's place in St. Thomas, Bill Perkins. Someone says something about to fluctuate. Well, how much to, to, to flop, flip flop weights so 304 pounds to 130 ish was that the weights your brother was jamie was like 305 i was about 134 yeah so it's a pretty crazy you know when you hear it, it sounds impossible uh and then there was late odds 50 you're 50k no 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 uh 150 to win and how much was the risk 3k 3K. Yeah, yeah, that's right. 50 times three. Okay, so 3K yeah. to 150K. Bill's basically saying there's no chance. He's also kind of doing something, hoping to, you know, I think in his mind, perfect scenario is you guys get close, you lose 3K, whatever. He's obviously very generous and looking to do something exciting, puts on a 150K on the line. And uh, I mean, you must have just been over the moon, but was there, because as it got closer, it was more apparent it was going to come down to the weigh-in and it was like you guys were in good shape. There was, there was sickness along the way, but or initially, were you like, this is ours, this is a guarantee, let's do this? Or were you like freaking out when the bet was made? Just And not that you have to risk so much, but did you really think it was possible when it was first made? I didn't, I didn't get it. I didn't get, I didn't get it. See, I, I, like, I keep coming back. I was just fresh. I was just out of the loop, Jeff. I didn't know what was going on in my life. This, this, Jamie was talking to Bill and I was just there. I, I didn't really hear the discussion going down. And Jamie's just, Jamie just looked at me. He's just like, man, we have to take this bet. I was like, what bet? He's just like, we have to be the same weight. I was like, he's just like, Matt, we have to shake my hand. We have to take this bet. I was like, okay. And then 
over the next few days or week, I kind of understood that what, what we got ourselves into. Um, and then from there, I really didn't think, you know, too much about whether we're going to get there or not. It's just like, okay, I have a job to do. Just have to bulk and work out every day and, and see if we can get this done. So I, I, and then I didn't spend a lot of time like thinking about if we're going to get there or fail or whatever, but so, so the weigh-in does come down. It was done at Run It Up. It was in Reno. It was very exciting. I, I got to, you know, blow the whistle, which was kind of fun to see and sweat. Even though I knew you guys were at that time, it was basically you were weighing the same. There's still that nervousness, like maybe the scale malfunctions. Maybe there's like a thing. But what was going through your head when you were stepping up to the scale? Like, did you know you had it? Or were you still just like, man, until it's done, I'm just, you're free. You're like, no, so that crazy. was the worst part. I feel like, I feel like this bet would have been fine 50 to one if there was just like, you need to get there. I think that would have been just this insane. Like you just have to get there, but then Bill, Bill put this extra stipulation of like RNG on it of like, you have to do it on one official way in on a specific day. It's like, well, that's ridiculous. So (laughs) that was the biggest sweat, you know, like we, we knew we were going to get to the same weight with like with two weeks left or whatever, but, but like this way in was everything, you know, like if something happens, it's just like say goodbye to 75 grand, which at, at that point in my life was the, like that's a that's a huge deal. Yeah, and to be fair, you're you're you were that like you said, it was your job. So you probably streamed some less hours. You were night and day. You had to eat oh, yeah. the workout. You were basically that was your literal year. Um, so whole year. Yeah. Right? So to lose that would have been maybe the mental loss of not getting that would have been just a little too much to take. Who knows? I, you might even just be not streaming anymore, right? You might have been not be able to take it. Yeah, yeah. See that that year was rough for streaming too. I remember having periods during that year where. Because the the bulk and and whatever took so much out of me, I didn't stream as much. Maybe like three times a week. Sometimes I just like two times. Like I barely streamed, and and I was not seeing a lot of growth on Twitch. So if and, that and, also didn't work out, yeah. And, and I mean, to be fair, your brother is very you know very unique. One of the the leading content creators. He's an ideas guy. He does it all. I mean, we've done. I've been a part of some crazy projects with Jamie. We talk a lot. I mean. Like you said, you were you want to be parked. You're in your zone now. You got your comfortable gaming chair. You got your setup. You got your monitors. You're in your your happy place, and you're hands down crushing. There is something to be said about that on the life road style. If you're traveling a lot. It's expensive. You got to move all the time. The internet issues. I mean, I, I can relate. How many times have you had places you go? The internet doesn't work. The setup sucks. Your chair's not right. The, the internet's slow. You know your stuff cuts. You don't have your optimal setup, and that 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 does weigh on you. And it's like I think it's good. It's part of the journey. You did it. You've done a lot of that. But like you said, that's yeah. not you anymore. You're ready to be in one spot and just crush and do your yeah. you know do what you want to do. So like yeah, I, again, it's such a crazy journey. So exciting. You got it done. And then there was another bet which came up, which was uh, a little more of a of a risk because this is what I was thinking 50k you laid to 150 correct yeah. for 10 percent you each had to get below 10 percent and yeah. this was a this one scared me like I the other one I knew of a of a famous bet where falafel this uh, backgammon player number one backgammon player in the world at one point his partner okay. genius they, they had fl- fluctuated weights similar-ish bet where it was similar extremes and I knew it was possible right like I knew it was like I was like all right this could be done this one seemed uh, the the body fat percent stuff is very tricky. Also, Jamie being so you know doing so many different things and all over the place and streaming a lot, it was just more intense. At what point did you kind of know this was going to be? Did you think when you first took it, like, all right, we can do this, and this is like we're good, or did you kind of say, man, I don't know, this sounds scary? Um, I well, when we like when Jamie were and I were talking about it, like I, I definitely was like, okay, like we need 
like these odds like how how motivated are you feeling blah 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 but you know when i took the bet i I assumed we could get there i knew i could get there i knew i could get there and you know i just watched jamie lose 115 pounds in a year and he was you know jamie was looking for another bet so he, you know, I I had no reason to question his motivation. So, I was, you know, maybe yeah, I, I, that itch. He had the yeah, itch. yeah. I, I think I think I probably could have done more research on body fat, how body fat works, like whether he was even possible or whatever. I assumed it was. I assumed it was. Um, but yeah, maybe I could have done a little bit more research. But I definitely booked the bet, assuming we could win. Um, you know, I don't regret booking the bets. So. Talk to me about the highs and lows on that, because that's a big swing. You're still a young guy. You know, you're talking about twenty. You're, you're putting up money. You're risking, uh, and and so the the high of that versus the low. Um, how, how was that when you had to actually surrender? Was that was that tough or what point? How many? How far out did you know that this was like not looking good? And and what did did that mentally that hurt? Like, did you feel the pain on that to lose that? I honestly probably should have felt more pain. Like that's that's a big hit. I I, I didn't spend a lot. Of, I knew about like halfway through the year because to get the ten percent body fat takes the full year. Again, it takes the full year. Like I lost I lost fifty pounds after the first bet. Like getting trying to get down to ten percent. I got down to around twelve and a half percent before I just like stopped doing it essentially. Um, so I worked the full year. So I knew like you know Jamie just wasn't he wasn't on pace at all. And at that point, I was like, okay, I kind of made peace with it at that point. I was like, all right, I'm going to keep trying, see how low I can get. Um, but, you know, just the pace that needed to be kept up just wasn't being met. So I, I kind of made peace with it a lot earlier. So when the, when the time came around that the bet was over, um, I don't know, I had already kind of been over it. And, and at that time now, you again, you were, in, you were in a nice place. You're streaming a lot. You got a good rhythm. You got your deal with party poker. You have a, a salary coming now. And, you know, it's a little yeah. different, right? Like life-wise, you're, you're, you're kind of growing. And I mean, again, at your age, man, 23 now, you've, you've done a lot. Like, I'm just trying to look back where I was at that age. And I mean, to have a, such a core steady uh, base on Twitch, to have a, an ambassadorship, all that. So, yeah, I guess, I guess the pressure probably doesn't hurt quite as much. And you know, put some hair on your chest and learn, you know, it's going to win. You don't always win. And- yeah, well, I mean, there, there were so many good things that came from the first bet. I mean, in terms of exposure and just the story and everything. So I thought, okay, another bet. If it goes the same, you know, like the risk, you're risking a third of what I just won, um, seemed very reasonable to me. It's like I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bank 50k. I risk another, I risk a third for maybe, you know, another potential win. Right? I, I thought we could win, and then maybe another huge story comes out of it um, during the year. So I, I just thought it was a, a reasonable risk to take. Uh, and it, you're right, like things were going well for me at the time. So that's just how I looked at it. Yeah, I do want to, I'm seeing the, the, the uh, questions and everything come in on Twitter, guys. 63 also, 63 comments already. You're eligible for a $55 party poker ticket. Get that retweet out. Ask a question for Matt. We will save some time and run through. I think, Matt, you've scanned over some. There's a lot of interesting, good questions, probably enough for a podcast on its own. So we will make sure we get to that. But plenty more, a lot to talk about. And, uh, Matt, I want to know about the biggest, your biggest tournament moment wins so you've had i saw you mentioned you've lost four thousand in a day i don't know if that's the currently biggest downswing what's your biggest score let's talk about the the, the, the good the goodness and, and what was biggest that score uh i got third place in the sunday million this is like three and a half months ago i think so just a guess but yeah i won ninety ninety two thousand dollars which 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 i mean i spent the first four years streaming i built from eight dollars to seventy two 
That was my bankroll at the time. $8.72, low and slow, didn't take any shots, just grind, 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 grind. And then I just got third place in like a series million and just doubled my bankroll in a night, over doubled it. So um, that was that, like, that was that was that was at home. Were you at your your parents' house? When I was happened? no, I was I was uh, in Berlin actually, living with Jamie, okay. Rebecca, and Chris. So I mean, that was that was really insane. That really changed like the amount of media exposure and and the the channel hype that I got off, off that, and of course the the monetary gains. Like that was pretty insane. I, I, you know, that's like a score that I didn't think I would really ever hit, you know, right. Like I I can't see it. Like just the way I view myself and my poker game and everything. I'm like, I'm not going to win $92,000 in a poker tournament. That doesn't happen. What point? So that happened on, what time was that? must've been like seven or 8am or 9am in in Berlin. Yeah, it was, it was deep. It was deep into the night. I don't know. So you woke up, so your parents were asleep. They don't sweat out. They don't watch all that. Right. They don't. I I think they were sleeping. Yeah. Yeah, that so make sense. how was that? What was that like? To, I mean, that because those scores they don't happen a lot, right? Like we play poker. How many Sundays do you break even? You lose a little, you win small. To have that type of day, like what? What? what I mean, tell me the feeling because these are. It's been a long time, man. That I've. Uh, I remember like coming up because these marks are massive. Like you said, you doubled your bankroll. What? What in your mind were you just like? Oh, I'd like I'm going to go crazy now. I'm going to get like, did that, did that reaffirm some stuff or you just same as always? Or did you like get, did that change your course a little bit on what you want to do? Yeah. Well, it felt like, you know, I I had been on in Berlin. I had been on a downswing. I I think I had the bankroll up to like 80 something. So I was, I was on like a 12 K downswing, which was my biggest downswing I'd ever been on at that point. So to to have my biggest score during my biggest downswing, like felt really nice uh, just to make sure I can still win at the high stakes, you know? Um, but the actual excitement from that score was like more of a slow release. Like every, every, every like day I would wake up and be like, wow, like this is, this is like a new reality. The bankroll's huge. People are hyped about this. I'm getting messages. Like the initial, like right when the tournament finished, I didn't have like any crazy feeling of like, wow, I just won that much money. It was, it was more of a slow release over the next like few weeks. Uh, just, you know, feeling really pumped about it. Um, the, uh, the, the magnitude of that is massive. And then you, was it how, how long after that you had already signed with party? How long were you signed with party poker now? Not long, right? A month or two or three? Yeah, it was pretty recent. I think three months or yeah, two or three months. So that's, I mean, that's, yeah, it's a lot of, a lot of excitement, a lot of uh, upticks in your life. Talk to us a little bit about your personal life. Cause I believe, uh, again, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't want to break people's hearts out there. Some, some females in the chat, but you are in a relationship now. Yeah. Yeah. I have a girlfriend been, talking for close to a year now so oh wow yeah that's a long time that's exciting. yeah that's exciting tell me how is that how do you balance relationship with streaming and how has that changed your overall course of that because obviously it is yeah anytime you have a commitment it's uh, it adds a responsibility and, and time allocation so what changes or, or uh obstacles have you found with that uh no it's just been very nice honestly like i, I was like in the past i've been single for ever pretty much this is my first like serious relationship i've ever had but it's just nice like she's super supportive of like wanting me to stream and wanting me to grow like she's pumped about the channel and stuff and like she'd never want to like have me not do stream related things so it's just uh yeah it's nice to have some more balance and yeah i'm really enjoying it that's awesome and is that uh is that something that you 
know, looking forward on kids and stuff? Have you thought about not, I'm not saying that it's like you're 23. Is that even, have you considered your brother's engaged and married? Jamie, let's, I, I want to know, Hey, are you in things happen fast in the Staples household? I just Jeff. think move quick. You just asked me about kids. You just asked me about kids. We're going to the next. That's question. unbelievable, man. Next podcast. We'll go to the next podcast. That is that. unbelievable. Well, I know. If you, I'm just saying, you like kids or not? I'm not asking if you're gonna have kids. Yeah. Like, I like right kids. Now. Sure, like, I like kids. But okay. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Next. I think that was a cue for next question. Um, all right. So current bankroll. Do you separate your bankroll and? your life role? Do you have like, all right, this is for investments that I want to do. This is for my spending, my living, and here's my poker role. Or do you just have one merged role? Yep. Yeah. Uh, separate. Yeah. My poker bankroll's always been separate. I haven't really touched that since ever. Um, and yeah, I have a life role that comes from everything else. Yep. Okay. Fair enough. And do you think uh, currently the landscape, if you were an up and coming streamer, you see yourself have some other streamers get signed some of the top unstreamed, excuse me, unstreamed, unsigned streamers. What would you give them for advice? Do you feel it's a good time to be streaming? Uh, Give some pros and cons to streaming and for up and coming uh, streamers, if you would. I mean, I, I, it's, it's the, the amount of pros that comes from streaming is, is like massive, right? Like you, you can generate other sources of income. I think your game gets better. I think you take I think you take poker a lot more seriously and you talk through your decisions. That's basically how I learned how to play is just talking through decisions on stream and be like, oh, that doesn't make sense. Like you have to make sure you know what you're, you know, people say like the best way to, I don't know what the saying is, but like the best way to learn is to like teach it to somebody or making sure you can teach it to somebody. And that's kind of what Twitch is, right? You're trying to give a reasonable explanation on why you're doing everything you're doing. So I think it really helps to learn. Um, and like, it's very, I still think poker's got to be the easiest listing on Twitch to get big because people love watching deep runs, no matter who you are. Like if, if you're, if you're playing and you final table a huge tournament on party poker or whatever, even if you're a no name, you're going to get a lot of viewers on Twitch. And that's like, that's like, that's like one of the rare things on Twitch. It's, it's one of the rare games. So I, I still think it's so reasonable for people to grow. And, uh, you know, you see these poker sites signing a lot of people. Party Poker just created their team and they sign. How, how many people are on the team, Jeff? Do you know? Yeah, well, we just had Kevin Martin decide that he was, you know, he's one of the top streamers and personalities in Twitch and he was on the team and he just was looking to go a different direction. So he stepped down. I believe there's nine uh, active. And, and that was, again, a team that was not, there was no team there was there's literally you know monaco's on the team now she was streaming on the party poker channel so that did open a lot of doors i think tonka's no longer with 888 Uh, he didn't renew his deal he was the big guy there so i mean there there is uh there is room and there is an opportunity it's not in part and now stars lost some of their their main streamers and they've signed a handful of new up and coming ones so i mean that's what i was gonna say i mean party poker created their whole new team stars signed some some smaller streamers, right? So people are getting signed right now. And it seems like that's the trend. So it's definitely a good time to do it. And it's fun. I think it's too, if you're playing online poker, it's one of those things too. It's a, it's a fun way to record your stuff. You can then review it with people, send them a hand, a clip. It's a little more fun to watch than in a plugging in a salt, like a program. Uh, it's also a good way to get feedback. It's a good way to keep people involved. And, and I think it's a, there's a lot of benefits to that as well. And, and also building your own brand, right? Like yeah. you're, you're, it's like, it's like playing a video game back in the day. It's like you're playing NBA jam or something. It's kind of whatever it, there's not really a lot of extra value you're doing, but if you're streaming on Twitch, you can justify and say, well, I don't know if it's going to turn into something, but I am building, you know, some advertisers or you get some deal with some different sites or affiliate 
uh, revenue or, or some opportunities. And yeah, so I think I think it's good. And it does seem like a good time. I mean, it's 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 not all it's not all pros. I mean, there's there's definitely it's it's you have to like it. You really have to like it though, because it's it's a lot harder to play eight hours of poker on Twitch compared to eight hours of poker off Twitch. Like it's a lot, a lot more exhausting, a lot more tiring. And especially in the early days, like if you're rocking, you know, three viewers, five viewers, that can be pretty exhausting to try to put on a show for that many people. So it's gotta be something you get into cause you, you want to put on a show and it's fun. Like I, I would try to avoid getting into it just purely with like, I'm going to get signed in mind. I mean, I mean right. I think it's just going to be a tougher road. Yeah, I think also we've discussed this too, and and it's the, the early part is really difficult. And if you are if you're waiting for everything to be perfect, I'm sure your overlays changed, your design, your graphics has changed, you've changed your name, gotten different equipment, kind of go along. If you just wait and say, oh, I need to have the best equipment, I got to have the best camera, I got to have the best thing, I need all this, it's just never going to happen. I think if you want to do yeah. it, really dive in. Don't worry about how many people are watching and and just uh, do it because you love poker, you love people, and for the right reasons. Um, yeah. What uh, what are some upcoming plans? I, I see we did. I took a look. And live poker, you haven't done a ton of. First of all, you're only 20 you're 23 fresh. So like, there's not like you've been able to play live or go to the world series and stuff. Does that interest you at all? Do you have, if you looked at some of the stops and say, Hey, this year I want to do this, or I'm going to play the world series next summer, come to the Bahamas for the party poker Caribbean coming up. What yeah. are your live plans? Do you have any on your radar? Yeah. You know, I, I, I really do want to play live. I, I, I know at some point in my career, I'm going to mix in a lot more live poker. I, I mean, it sounds super fun to me, you know, taking some time off and, and going to these tournaments, traveling, but right now, like my goals are just all Twitch oriented, and I don't see a ton of value in taking time off of Twitch to to go play live poker. Just feel it feels more like a vacation to me than than actually work. You know, I know that there's just there's just so much value in being home and, and streaming. So that's really that's really where I'm at with live poker. I definitely want to in the next few years go to some live events and play live and, and get better and enter that scene. But Twitch is is my number one baby right now. Looking on your Instagram right now, it looks like the other day you did just have a 25K score as well. Is that yeah, it's my second, that? second biggest score ever. It was uh, a 320KO series event. Wow. Um, got second in that, uh, in that PKO. So, Jeez, it's a nice, yeah. nice uptick there. And I see you got the shirt off. You're showing a little bit of your results from that's the a little, little summer. Yeah. Let, that's let the, There's the, that's, that's a wifey, girlfriend. Yeah, that's the, that's the 10%. That's the 10% bet at work. Is that is that ten? What's that? Eleven? Is that 10? no? No, that's that's like fifteen probably. Really? People, va- people vastly overestimate or underestimate body fat. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Good to know. Um, okay, so live poker on the radar. You're looking to to do that. Is uh, so is the main? Is that like a definite next year? The WSOP main event. It's not a definite. I, I can't book any any plans. I, I it I want to be number one on Twitch so bad. I just like if everyone else is going to Vegas, like the first thing that pops up in my head is like, okay, you should stream them. You know, it's just like if everyone else is taking time off, well steal their viewers, you know, keep streaming. You're contrarian. You're contrarian. That's good. Yeah. That's smart. That's how yeah, it's the way to do it. I, I agree with that. Uh who who is your favorite? Do you have some Twitch streams you like to watch that are non poker? Do you watch Twitch some when you're not playing or is it just you spend so much time on a computer and watch you don't really have time to, to sweat other streams? Yeah, more more the second one. You know, when I'm not streaming myself, I usually like to do other things, like get out of the house or, or Netflix or just a different platform. But I, I've been super into chess. I'm, like, huge into chess right now. Like, just started playing a few months ago. And um, 
and so yeah, I watch all the chess streamers. I'm starting to make friends with the chess streamers. I'm I'm gonna start streaming chess myself. I'm I'm super into chess. So a lot of those streamers, man, I sweat those like daily. What about uh, have you played backgammon? Never played backgammon, though. No. I would before you dive down the chess rabbit hole. No, nope, yeah, you, you can't stop me. But let's hear it. Let's hear what you're gonna say. You can't stop I, me though. I, I backgammon is a kind of a hybrid. I think it's just quicker. It's a very exciting game. I th- there's a lot more gambling in it as well. Like people, that's a common. They actually numerous poker players were backgammon players, and it's like one of those games got solved. Sort of like the poker heading down the solver streets and getting tougher, and people learning. Backgammon is one of those things where it's still super complicated. Like don't me and you aren't gonna solve it. Um, you know, by, by where we're not going to, you can't really, it take a long time, but I'm just saying like the best games have dried up in the tournaments. There's not really that scene anymore. Cause it's, you know, there's, there is a right move at every, every street where chess has got more, more opportunity and different, you know, it's a little crazier, but anyway, I, I think you would enjoy it. I would suggest to yeah, play. I'll check it. it out. I think you'll like it. It's, 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 it it's fun. Um, so chess, interesting. Okay. Yeah. I, I played a little chess this year for the first time in a long time. I do like it, but it's frustrating when I'm not very good because it does take yeah. a lot. I mean, there's a huge crossover, which is why I'm kind of interested in it. There's a huge crossover between chess and poker. Like the the chess listing, if I go into a chess channel on Twitch, more people know me in that listing than anywhere else on Twitch. And chess streamers are hosting poker streamers a lot. Poker streamers are hosting chess streamers. There's a lot of chess players that play poker, a lot of poker players that play chess. So it's, it's a nice crossover. And, yeah. and, and like aside from that, like I just find the game a lot of fun. It's very cool. So nice. Interesting. Yeah. So is there anyone in particular, any chess streamer you really like, you try to you follow or you try to take a look at or, uh, yep. Yeah. I like Hikaru. He's like, you know, one of the top players in the world. So watching him plays, you know, the thing when you watch like a top poker professional, it's not always super obvious why they're so good. Like you'll watch them and be like, how is this guy made millions and millions like you can't really see the brilliancy of it because just because there's so much randomness in poker and and so many little things that you're not really sure why it makes them so good but in chess you can really tell when somebody's super good like that's why i like watching hikaru like he's you can just tell he's so insanely good at the game and it's very apparent so that's cool i, I watch uh chess bras it's two guys from two guys from calgary they, they stream on a channel they do some coverage uh alexander botez she's a chess streamer um so yeah, those are a couple that I watch. Cool. Yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a look at that. Uh, I have heard that recently. Someone else mentioned that. I think Ghost of M as well is pretty alert to the chess scene, and he was mentioning the the crossover and how that's becoming prevalent. So yeah, it's uh, it's cool. I mean, it's good. I think there's uh there's something else to remind me to talk to you about later after stream that you might like with the crossover between chess and poker. Some new new stuff happening. There's some things happening out there in the gaming world, um, Matty Ice. Uh, so Sounds getting- good. Yeah, getting rich in poker is hard. You say what? What are? What would you consider? I guess richer or what is? Uh, is there a certain amount of money? I mean, you love it. Is it? Is there any goals that you say? You know what? Do you have a plan? And I want to play poker for two years, five years, till thirty. Do you just kind of go with the flow as you're enjoying it, play and, and keep doing what you love, or, or do you have any um, type of? Do you have a monetary amount of money in your mind that you think would be okay? I'm safe. Okay, I feel good. Okay, now I'm going to do other things. Like, how do you approach it? Uh, from that that level have you thought about that i mean again you're so young 23 is crazy um, yeah but and you have a nice base you know you again poker i think one of the tricky things in poker is the people that don't have a sponsorship which is mm-hmm. the vast majority the people that don't have a twitch channel some affiliate yeah. revenue streams of income coming in raise your edge you know something we both work with and i know we could talk about some studying and stuff you do with them and you know yeah. that's obviously a nice it's a good program to be involved with but 
do you, is there, do you, you know, you feel more stable, I'm sure now, like, again, you're way ahead of the curve for your age. Uh, is there, is there a certain mark or benchmark that you want to look at or get to, or you feel like you would say, okay, I'm good. Or, or how do you approach that in life at this age? Yeah, well, I'd like, I mean, it, once again, I kind of touched on it earlier. Like, I, I just don't have a monetary goal in terms of where I want to get to because I just think it can be so random. Like the like the Sunday Million score for 93K, right? Like, I could never see that coming. I could have got 50th and, and this entire year would have been different for me if, like, the cards played a little bit differently, right? So I, I just think there's just so much randomness. But I want to just keep going up in stakes. You, like, you touched on how I have some stability, which is true. You know, I do have the sponsorship and, and the Twitch channel and stuff. So since I don't have to worry about, you know, living expenses uh, and all that stuff, I just want to keep moving up in stakes and hopefully at some point just be able to play all the high-stakes tournaments online whenever I, I can, right? Which is going to drive more viewers to the Twitch channel. I want to be able to play 1Ks, anything that's running, 2Ks, 5Ks, 10Ks, whatever. I want to be able to play all of it online at some point. So that's that's where I'm trying to head um, in poker. And what about live? Do you find, like, is that, is it, would, does playing a, a 10, 25, uh, the main event's a 10K, let's say a 25K or 100K live, is that something you could see? I guess, like, as realistic now as you playing What's the biggest buy-in you've played? Five thousand or two thousand? What's the largest? Mm, live or online? Both. Either. Online, a two K is the biggest one I've ever bought into myself, and then live would be a one K. But I, I don't. I don't even. I, I got like staked for that one. Right. I don't know. I don't know what's the most I spent live. So yeah, like a two K would be the biggest I've ever played. So what, is that something like? Do you, is that in your mind? You see Triton or some of these cool high rollers or is that something that would, you say um, one day I'm going to play a hundred thousand dollar buy and turn it live or is that not even something you really care about or think about? Or is that like yeah, I just cool? I look at myself as such a live fun player, such a live fun player that I I just don't even think about live yet. You'd have to ask me in a few years after I have played a lot because maybe maybe I'll have more ambitions to play high stakes live. But right now I just. I think about myself sitting at a table. Like I, I like, I think my, I have a good poker strategy, but like actually sitting at a table with a bunch of sickos, I just, I'd be too out of my element at this point. So you don't have to ask me in a few years, but right now my, I, I only have an, online ambitions. Did take my dad out at a live tournament, I believe, or it made yeah. us all out. But uh, yeah. Reno's a little different compared to Triton, but yeah, it's hey, you know, but Hey, then again, you were, like I said, you were playing $8, one cent, two cent. Now you're playing, $2,000 buy-ins online. Look at the multiple on that. I mean, it's not that crazy. So, um, yeah, let, let's talk a little bit about your work ethic and studying and away from it with the Raise Your Edge, other programs you use and doing work. How, how has that been impactful? Uh, and, and when did you really start actually studying? Because it is hard to stream and study, find the balance yeah. that in the life because it's, um, it's very tricky. So how do you do that? I started, like, the first time I ever started studying, like, legitimately, like, really, like, going through a course or, or using tools was right when I hit the mid stakes, when I hit the mid stakes online, cause I had, I had kind of just like figured it out as I went and like watched Twitch streams to get up to the mid stakes. Once I hit the, hit the mid stakes, I went on like a huge downswing cause the play is so different from compared to like low stakes to mid stakes. You know, there's, there's regulars at the mid stakes that like start to three bet bluff and take weird lines against you. And they're just way more solid. So that's when I started studying and I went through the, the raise your edge course. I went through the whole course and, you know, that was enough at that point to, you know, get me to be a winning player at the mid stakes and, and move up into the high stakes. And really, ever since then, I've been studying like reasonably consistently. Um, you know, now I'm doing more work with uh, doing some private coaching with Ben CB from Razor Edge. So that's been really helpful, just uh, doing some higher level coaching in that sense and using, 
you know, using programs to, to look at spots to, you know, take my game to the next level. It's, it's a pretty standard story, but, but yeah, I try to, I try to do a few hours a week. I definitely don't study as much as I need to, to, to crush high stakes, but I, I try to at least get some in. For sure. Yeah. Uh, and, and talk, talk about, a on a bad day, if you have uh, your worst days at lost 4,000 or, or what's like a, what's like a really bad day for you on, um, from streaming or playing online, like what? What's like a day where you could, if you really it goes wrong, what's like? Yeah, the the biggest losing session I ever had was four thousand, and that was like last last Sunday. Um, oh wow, fresh off! So you had a big score recently, twenty five k, and you had a bad. So you had one of your biggest scores and one of your biggest losses. Yeah, not 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 like not two days ago, but the the week before. Yeah, right. So yeah. how did that? When you lose four thousand. Do you, what kind of adjustments do you make mentally? Do you say, or do you look it over and you say, wow, like I really did some stuff. You just kind of try to analyze, like, did I play bad? Was I running bad? You're pretty realistic, maybe not results oriented, but is that something? Cause yeah, when you talk about 4,000 downswing, if you have 200,000 roll or a, you know, it's a, it is significant. So is that, is that something you say, maybe I need to cut back on the next session. I'm going to play less buy-ins. Do you go do the same buy-ins? How do you approach from a, when you have a, a losing setback like that? Um, you know, obviously it, it definitely hurts. Cause I, you know, I'm, I'm very straight. Like I keep all my buy-ins, cashes, bankroll, that kind of stuff. I keep it public on the stream. So like, it, it's more the fact that everyone else can see that I lost $4,000 and they might be sweating it. You know, they might be like, Oh wow, Matt lost all this money. Like what's going on? Is he playing bad? Your parents you know, blah, blah, blah. Right there, yeah. I, I don't know how my parents feel about me just burning 4k us just in eight hours. I don't know. It's uh, but me personally, it's like, I'm rolled for the games I'm playing, so that's fine. I, I believe myself to be a winning player, and, and that's just as far as it goes. I don't, I don't really mind having a losing session on that level. Um, right. So. Okay. Sounds like you got. Yeah, you seem pretty solid, man. You don't get Maddie Ice as the nickname, and for nothing, you're you're not gonna you're not gonna freak out with a little setback. Uh, wh- what is uh, what is the uh, the thoughts on the changes on party poker with the alias race or alias names now. So everyone change your name. Obviously us who have our name is our name We're we're sponsored pros. But what did you think when that, that change happened as well as the no um, statistics, no HUDs heads up displays. Like this is a pretty major move in the industry where you've been playing poker for a long time. I know you've used different, um, different ones. What do you think on that? Yeah. I, I mean, I think it, it feels a little bit like the wild bet the aliens change. You don't know who anyone is, which is kind of fun. Um, like everyone knows who you are. I don't know who anyone else is. I was a little bit different. They can get used to playing the same players. So um, it's kind of interesting trying to figure out, you know, where all the regulars are, who the, who the fun players might be and stuff like that. In terms of the HUD, going from HUD to no HUD for me was like really simple. I, I really didn't think about it much. It's like, okay, nobody has a HUD now. That's fine got to be you know a little bit more straightforward with your strategy so i didn't have uh, i didn't have a hard time adjusting to it it seems like you know I, i've seen a lot of mixed reviews from the community i'm sure you have as well like i i have people in my chat that will say things like you know oh party poker has no huds like that's awesome i'm going to deposit i'm going to i'm going to check it out i'm going to go play and then you'll have people saying like oh i really miss huds i wish they had huds right so it seems like there's people on both sides as for me personally i i don't mind playing without a hud and i i mean i'm honestly doing better now uh, results wise since that change came through. Um, so, yeah, I think that's fair to say too. I I think it is kind of nice. It's sort of refreshing. I think it's a little stressful at first when you think about it and like, Oh, how's it going to be? Is it going to, is it going to be great? But really in theory, it does neutralize and level the playing field because the reality is 
I like, I mean, HUD's nice. Like I would rather have one than not, but the fact is it's actually most likely beneficial to us and the majority that don't have it because like someone's probably using a HUD better than we are. Like they're using the turn statistics or the river statistics better than I'm going to be able to do it or if I'm, you know, so I think in theory it's, it does, it makes, it takes away a little pressure, stress. Yeah, I think it, I think it depends on how well you use the HUD in the first place for sure. Cause I mean, there's going to be some people that are running some crazy setups that have like a hundred stats and they're just like exploiting you like crazy and doing all these perfect three betting strategies. And like that, them not having a HUD is great. You know, if you're just like loosely looking at big blinds and, and raise first in stats, then it's not that big of a deal. So I, I think on that sense, um, yeah. I think it depends on what level you were using a HUD in terms of how much you're going to get affected by this. Right. Yeah, for sure. And so the, so it's been good. You've, you've been on an uptick. Everything's moving, uh, moving smoothly. What is outside? If you were playing poker, is there something that you thought of if you weren't streaming or playing poker? Have you just been so dialed in? Don't even even consider it. What what were you thinking before? Did you want to do like? Is there is there any other profession or hobbies that you really like that you think you would want to be in if you weren't doing this? Like what what could you see yourself doing if you weren't streaming? Or is this your, this is it? This is it. This is it for sure. I I I didn't have any plans. I, I guess this is probably why it is it is because I didn't have any like plans for my future before I got into streaming. Um. I, I did take a year at university, but I just I, I didn't have a major or anything. I just took general courses and was was kind of trolling around, honestly, my first year. So um, yeah, I just want to see us see how far I can go in poker and and how far I can go with party poker and and Twitch. And you know, if poker for some reason doesn't work out or whatever, I'd still stay on Twitch. I'd try to do something, get into I'd get into chess, <laughs> see how far I can go in chess. I don't know, um, but yeah, this is really it for me. And do you, do you believe, uh, do you believe that poker is dying? Do you feel good about it? Have you noticed online, uh, seeming, you said you've been doing better since these changes like the alias and the no huds, but what is your overall thought on the poker industry and where it's headed? Because you're not really a live guy, but you, I mean, I'm sure you pay attention. The numbers are up. Live events seem good. There's really? if you want to play live poker, there's a tournament in the world, if not in your local area, uh, in some of the major areas all the time, every week. It's like yeah. hard to keep up with it. Um, online also spends holding fairly firm, even though there's been some talks and you know, appeal solvers and these different things and people are getting better and it's getting tougher. But what what do you feel from a perspective of poker and the state we're in? Uh, honest, I honestly feel like I'm the wrong guy to, to ask this question to. I, I, I'm really in my own zone, in my own head when it comes to poker and Twitch. Like, I, you know, whether whether there's a decline or an uptick, like I'm doing the same thing. I'm going to stream on Twitch. I'm going to play what tournaments are available. I'm going to do my best to to run it up. So I, I don't I don't really keep my finger on the the industry in terms of where it's headed. I, I you know I I listen to what other people are saying. You know, people do seem very actively concerned about where online is headed. You know, people seem to be doing like trying their best to like you know give it all the attention it deserves and like make things better so that it can get back to a good place. So it seems like, you know, it seems like something needs to be done about online because it seems like a lot of the industry leaders are trying to improve it. Does that make sense? That's kind of how I see it. So um, I don't actually know what the numbers are live and online. I don't know where it's headed, uh, but you know, I'm going to keep doing my thing either way. 
For sure. I see some interesting comments in the chat here. Again, guys can ask a question on Twitter, get the retweet competition done at the end. We'll let Matt choose a winner for the 55 ticket. Uh, nice. Maddie Burns, uh, Burnsy23, no stranger to the Twitch streets, is in here. And he is asking, do you feel that Twitch is holding you back from going out and exploring the world and being active uh, rather than staying inside all the time? You did touch on it like you don't you know local you're not like at the grocery you're not out all the time you're sort of inside stay to yourself but do you feel that that's hampered you in any way or that you're not <laughs> doing enough stuff or, or what's your take on that no I, I think it's the opposite i mean like being a twitch streamer and uh playing poker full-time it like it gives you more freedom than if i was doing something else right i don't i i could take i could take tomorrow off and and go explore the city or i could fly to london tomorrow and and like play some live poker or or whatever. There's so much freedom, and, and I've managed to to travel the world a ton already, uh, just because I am a streamer and and a poker player. So I feel like I've done so much, and and Twitch is the only reason I've been able to do it already. So no, I I don't think it hinders me at all in terms of like, you know, not getting out and stuff like fitness wise. I, you know, there's always time to go to the gym after the stream. There's there's definitely time for social time, and I I, I do get out a decent amount. But yeah, I think it's the opposite. Okay. Um... Yeah, that's. I would agree with that as well. I think it's. It's. You can find yourself in a matrix, if you will. It's easy to get in a, a situation, especially during some of these series. You know, I've had. I'm guilty of it before for two, three weeks where I'll wake up, roll out of bed, start streaming. You know, don't. I'm not properly doing this stuff, but there's always time to do it. Yeah, do a meditation, take a little time, yeah. work out, get some good food, then start. Because I think I think my best Sundays are usually that when I say if I try to get in that last registration, late reg, like the early stuff. And it's just kind of too hectic, like realizing there's so many tournaments. It just takes one great run, you know, yeah. take your time, get everything on, get everything situated and then do your best. But, um, you know, I mean, listen, we've, we've lived and learned on Twitch. I mean, we've, we've really been through, I mean, some great times some tough times, you know, I, I know you've, you've seen it, you've had some troubles and, uh, and different traveling situations. Cause it, it really is important. Like I think when you're comfortable, you have a nice setup, you feel good, you're relaxed. Like it just, good things happen. And I think that's yeah. true in life. Um, and I know we've talked about this a lot and it seems like you have yourself a really, really good rhythm, really good setup. It's cool. You get to be with your parents and, and be there and, and have that, uh, that opportunity to kind of travel when you want, but then also be at home, be at home base. Cause, uh, that, that's definitely very special. I do want to, uh, you want to go over now to some because there's a lot. This might I always say this, but it might be a record. I think this is really. Bryn Kinney had a lot. Uh, there's a lot always, but this is like, I mean, this is wild. We got some Maddie questions on Twitter. People watching live as well. This will be on Apple, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google podcast so it'll be across the board here shortly everyone and uh appreciate you guys tuning in live to check this out but uh let's go let's get the twitter because i think you know let's try to get these through i mean not a lot of trolls matty ice has real legit strong fans maybe there's a couple we'll kind of dive through here you can always pass on any of these but let's uh let's try to rapid fire through as much of these as we can sure. uh asked what was your biggest bad beat yeah i saw that one i was trying to think of something uh like you know like my worst equity beat, I had like top boat against runner runner quads. Like I remember that still from like way back, but it wasn't in an important spot or anything. I was really trying to think about like a, a bad beat I took at like a final table for a lot of money. Um, and I just, I couldn't remember, which I guess is a good thing. I think it's a good thing that I can't remember my, my worst bad beat, but. That's um, crazy. That's like goes against the grain in rounders. Right? I know. I, I just, I, I'm trying to think of like some final table where I took a massive beat. I can't, I can't, I can't answer this one. 
Too clean, living too clean. Yeah. Uh, do you see yourself playing more live tournaments in the future? We did kind of cover this yeah. already. So you guys can, if you aren't watching, you should go back and check that out. Uh, did you ever think it would be possible to escalate your stream as much as you did starting out or it just sort of happened? Yeah, we kind of touched on that a bit. I mean, I, I never never thought I was going to be a full-time streamer, full-time poker player. Things just started to get better and better, and then I, I ran with it. So, yeah, I didn't really think it would hit this level ever. Okay, biggest poker game ever live. Like maybe, do you play? You played some cash games too? It looks like your tournaments, you haven't played a ton, but you were... Did you do the live cash game grind ever or not really? No, I never played cash. My, my biggest result live, I played the 1K or the 1100 Thrill at Run It Up Reno and I got fifth in that. I final tabled that for, I want to say 11,000 or maybe 8,000. Yeah, on there? The mob here, it shows 5K, but then you have the bounties. So probably, you know. Yeah, there was, a, there was some bounty money. That, that would make more sense if it was around 8,500. So that'd be my best uh, live score. But yeah, I've, I mean, how many tournaments have I played? Does it say on there? Like, you can't really see it. It just shows caches. Like 15 so. tournaments, maybe ever. So, okay. So there you go. You're, since your recent big scores in MTTs, what advice would you give to MTT players that get in the money but can't get top places? Because obviously the top three spots, top five, are where the real lion's share is. And uh, what, what adjustments have you made? Or is there any, any advice you can give on that and how to get those spots if you're min caching a bunch? Yeah, well, I'd, I'd, I'd uh, do your best to study ICM. I mean, when you when you get late in tournaments, there's a lot of spots that don't apply to early or mid stages that apply to late stages in terms of putting pressure on certain stacks, right? Where they want, they don't want to bust the tournament or they have to call super tight or whatever. So recognizing where you can take those spots and maybe, you know, maybe play more hands or or recognizing spots where you can like maybe jam on somebody a lot wider. There is really a lot of situations deep in tournaments where you need to play different poker than you would early because of the payouts and because you're so deep right so i mean it's it's a little bit tough to give general advice but yeah studying icm and uh and what kind of plays you can make uh, in relation to the payouts is is huge when it comes to late in this tournaments okay um Let's see. We covered. Man, we've done. We've done a good job. We've covered a lot of ground so yeah. far. A lot of the people know a lot of the major moments, and there's a lot of questions about this. But um, uh, is it okay? How about is there a rivalry rivalry between you and your brother? Are you and Jamie pretty competitive or supportive? I mean, I, I, what's your? Uh, how would you describe your relationship? Uh, no, we're 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 very much on the same team. Very much on the same team. You know, when we ever whenever we talk about Twitch or poker, or whatever, we're we're talking about how to both grow. And like both succeed and stuff like that. I mean, like obviously there's a little bit of like fun rivalry. Like I was talking to Jamie yesterday and I was I was asking him what he what his stream schedule is gonna be this week. He's just like, I don't know what days I'm gonna stream, but I'm gonna start earlier than you, is what he said. <laughs> like so there's a little bit of a little bit of like funny rivalry that way, but Right. No, well, no we're so definitely a team. Like a six hour, seven hour time zone difference. That's if you're getting you got you better get there. Yeah, exactly. It's so true. Um so, did you think you had a realistic shot at winning the body fat percentage? Um, I guess that you, you did touch on that you thought midway through you kind of knew it wasn't going to happen. But you obviously, when you when you took it, you thought there was a you thought you knew you could do it, and you yeah. must have thought there was a chance, right? I mean, you knew there was a chance, or you wouldn't bet it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's this seems pretty straightforward. I would never put down twenty five k on something I thought I was going to lose. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Matt and Jeff, this question to you both regarding live tournaments. Final table deals are allowed in some events and not in others. Where do you stand on them? Do you have a, I mean, you could, you could use this for online as well. What do you think about deals and tournaments? I mean, I think deals 
can make monetary sense for people. So, so in that sense, like, I don't know what, I don't know in, in the relation to like tournament directors and casinos, I don't know the pros and cons of, of them running it or not, but online, it certainly makes sense to make deals in certain lineups, right? If you, if you're, if they're offering you a good deal and they're much better players and, and you're deep or something, I've never personally made a deal at a tournament. Cause I'm always streaming my final tables and I don't want to make a deal. I want to stream the heads up match, right? You know, I might be giving up some money in, in equity, but like putting on a good show is, is definitely worth. So, I mean, in terms of the live, live deals, I'm going to have to, Leave this up to you, Jeff. I don't know how that works. No, I think I think deals are great. I think it's uh, it's really cool. You know, it's a lot of these times it's huge buy-in or smaller buy-ins, huge payouts where you can talk about fifteen hundred, three thousand dollars, three hundred, five hundred, eight hundred thousand the first. You get a couple guys down there, you think they're good players or it's close, or like when you go, it's like when you get down to 15, 20, 30 blinds, you're talking about no matter how good you are, still the, the money's gonna go in a lot of spots that you just can't avoid. So yeah, if you're if you're locking up six figure scores or really doesn't matter, whatever it is, if a ten dollar tournament, it's a twenty huge return ROI. Yeah. And it's, it's a big deal. I I've made deals before. I'm not actively looking for deals, but you know, my biggest Twitch score ever was 141K and we did a we did a deal huge. So I, I mean I was I was a $500 buy-in. And I forgot about that score. That's huge. Yeah, it was a 25-hour stream. And I was like getting married that's, two days. I was like, weddings, you know. That's, yeah, that's, let's, lock was up, a, let's lock it up. Like, wait, I don't, hold on. That was a 25-hour stream? Yeah, 25 hours straight. Plus, a little more than that. It was How, how did yeah. that happen? All right, so I don't want to take away from your podcast, but it was an interesting scenario where I was in Brazil and I started at like 8-ish in the morning Brazil time. And okay. so Brazil and East Coast fluctuates different times of the year, the time zones based on daylight savings in Brazil and there. So it was a three hour time difference. So I really started at like five hour, 5 a.m. Eastern. And then the tournament I that I won or chopped three handed with the most chips started at 4 p.m. Eastern, which was 7 p.m. So literally I had been streaming for like 12 hours when that tournament started. So that's insane. And it was my last screen going. So I had one screen for the last like 10 hours and, uh, yeah, it's my, my theory as well about playing less tables, do better. I always, always, my biggest five or six scores are always when I have one or two tables, and yeah. that's like it. And it just, I can't help myself, but that's the that's yeah. definitely a more profitable play. So anyway, that was yeah, that was a crazy stream. Um, what's your longest stream time? Uh, fifteen. 15 hours, nothing crazy. I'm not a, I'm not a marathon guy really. I mean, listen, 25, that was like, the thing is there's not like I'm doing 20 hour streams on the regular. That was for sure my longest. I've done like a lot of 12, 13, 14, but yeah, that was like significantly longer. So, um, Whenever you have a 15-hour stream, though, you know it's good, right? Like, it's hard to have oh, yeah. a stream. Like, yeah, it, feels, it feels so good after. Like, if you finish a marathon like that, you just feel so satisfied. It's great. Yeah. Have you ever been to Thailand? Nope. What Never is your been. favorite TV series? Game of Thrones. Pretty standard. But, uh, yeah, I like Game of Thrones a lot. Yep. Uh, you watch it, Jeff? You don't yep. seem like a Game of Thrones person. You watch oh, it? Yeah, I love Game of Thrones. I am really. I'm, I'm big Game of Thrones. I like Breaking Bad a lot and yeah. uh, House of Cards. House of Cards. But um, I, I really don't watch TV. But yeah, Game of Thrones. I'm not missing. Um, let's see, Matt. How long after a long grind and deep run have you any regiments for winding down? Do you go for a jog or what? What's your deal, Eric? Grounds luck asking. Um. Yeah, I try to just get away from the computer pretty much. Um, I, I I go to the gym every night, so that's I, I like to go to the gym after a session, or I go for a walk, or I just like get out of get out of this this setup that I'm in. Because after you stare at the screens for like 
10 hours, 11 hours, whatever. You just, just move um, spaces at least, even if you move over like 10 feet to the couch or something. I find that's that's nice to like get out of the... Are you literally a drop the mic, like your stream's off and you're out? Or do you like go through some messages, catch up with their stuff? Do you spend time there or when you're done, you're out? I, I'm not... I'm not out, but I like to come back. Well, I guess I kind of am out. Yeah, like if my stream's over, I'll yeah. host somebody, I'll say what's up, and then I try to leave my computer, go eat, go do something, and then I'll come back and maybe finish up my work or, or do some more stuff. But yeah, I try to get out of the way like pretty quick after. Okay. What is your favorite non-poker-themed YouTube channel? Also your favorite YouTube channel, Poker, I would like to know, but what's your favorite non? Do you watch some YouTube stuff? Mm, chess <laughs> this is a chess channel called Agadmator Agadmator and he reviews all the the professional chess games that happen and he like goes through all the moves and like what the best moves are and yeah so I watch him like he puts out like two videos a day I watch I haven't missed a video in like four months it's the best I'm gonna I don't know yeah. if I need any new bad well any more hobbies of uh entertainment like I, I just i'm trying to do less not more but i would like to yeah. check out and see what's the the madness is about yeah so he's the go would um in terms of poker i i do watch i watch a lot of different highlight videos like whoever you know all the all the biggest streamers will put up videos i'll click on a few of those a week but i don't sweat like every video from anyone in the poker world right okay Yep. And why poker and not another sport? I like how they call poker sports an argument, but um, where you where you in flip flops? I don't understand that exact question, but I guess why <laughs> poker and not uh, yeah other other stuff? Why do you think you stream poker versus like chess or some other thing? Like just kind of was your brother had your influence on you initially? And yeah, like- yeah, my brother got me into it, and it's just a lot of fun. I mean, there's not really a game like poker, right? It's it's a pretty unique game, so. It's kind of hard. You can't really replace poker with anything. There's there's nothing that's going to replace the game, I think. Right. Okay. Are you happy in this modern world or do you need more? Are you are you content with what's going on? Do you feel like you're looking for more or are you like, man, you know, I'm really I love what's going on. I love Twitch. I love what I'm doing and I'm not no, I'm not content. I'm not content at all. Like it, like if I was going to stay exactly where I am for the next 2 years, I'd be pretty disappointed. Not that I'm not in a good spot, but like, you know, you always want to grow. And that's just the Twitch game. You want to grow, you want to get bigger. You want to see how far I can go. So I'm, I definitely feel like I'm in a good spot, but I'm not content. No. Okay. I see Colton Smith live chat saying, Matt, uh, CF Smith from Twitch. I think that it would be awesome to stream some study sessions, uh, solver work. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on? doing that type of stuff on stream versus not. Cause you know, I thought about that too, like saying, all right, you know what? I'm just going to study for th- three hours um, and have it up on the side, the Twitch chat, they can kind of see what I'm doing, maybe get Ben or someone else to call in for part of it. What, what are your thoughts on doing study sessions on Twitch? Yeah, I think, I think it's cool. I think it's cool. I mean, if you're doing it to, you know, help people out, I mean, it's, it's very obvious that if you do a study stream versus a normal tournament stream, you're going to get a lot less viewers. So I mean, it might not be the most efficient use of your time, but I mean, if you're going to study anyway, you weren't planning to stream. I think mixing in a study stream is good. I um, I don't know. I do most of my studying on off days, and on off days, I don't really want to stream because I'm I'm trying to give myself a break from Twitch. So that's that's kind of why I don't really mix it. You know, I, on a on a streaming day, I don't want to stream something that I'm going to get less viewers. I would like to just put it a normal tournament session. And then on an off day, I don't really want to be streaming. So that's that's kind of what the, the roadblock is for me. But I know there's definitely people that would enjoy it, and I think it'd be pretty fun. So 
Um, you know, I, I've seen all in Pav do one, and people seem to like when Pav does it. So right, I think it would be interesting, and maybe even too, which is not—it's easier said than done. And I haven't done that, but what if you finish a stream to like just go into studying and something? But that's kind of if it's a long stream, it's yeah. kind of you want to decompress, and it's sort of uh, yeah, it's a bit tricky to just sort of um, to do that. But that, I've thought about that as well. Uh, yeah. interesting though. I like, I like what you're saying. It's true. You know, you, you can also, I think it takes away some focus, right? Like it's like, you're either studying or you're now you're just like studying, but you're missing the chat or you're in watching the chat. You're probably going to get a lot less studying done. So it's, um, time allocation, I think is a little bit tricky there. Uh, what is it like to be at party <laughs> poker theme with your brother? What's it like to be a member of team party poker? Yeah, it's, it's so cool. I mean, the, the fact that, you know, I've said this probably too many times during this podcast, but I didn't think I was going to get into to poker seriously. So the fact that, like, four years later, we're both signed to a big poker site on the same team is is pretty silly. <laughs> like, it's it's very cool. So, yeah, I like working with Jamie, and uh, I mean, it's yeah, it's a dream come true for sure. Absolutely. How to stay focused after a really bad beat in a big tournament? Oh man, how to deal with bad beats? Um, is it, so you say you can't really remember, but there must be, I mean, there's gotta be, there are, there are some where you're in a big tournament or a big buy-in and it just like, you know, you just, you lose ace, king, ace, queen, you have a knockout for a big money. You just know that like, it was such a crazy momentous swing. Yeah, I, I do. I deal with tilt for sure. I, I didn't used to deal with tilt. Actually. I used to be some mental game rock. I didn't just like care as much or something, but now that I'm playing high stakes and I'm competing against really good players, like I, it really bothers me losing these days. Like I, I deal with tilt more now than ever, so I, I'm I'm dealing with this for sure. But any I mean, suggestions, uh, anything's tricks you do. I mean, you, I'm sure you hold it together pretty well on stream when you take a bad yeah. beat. You got to. But do you, is there any? Do you have like a squeegee, a like a stress <laughs> ball? Do you have any uh, like a dartboard with? Like I mean, I, I yeah, I don't know. I could talk. I could talk for a full hour on on mental game and tips and tricks. But uh, okay. I think it's just good to to. Keep it in perspective is is always really important. Reminding yourself that you also have ran very well in a lot of spots to get to the deep run, and that's almost always true. Right. So I like to remind myself of that. It's just like, listen, man, you won five flips and then you lost at seventy thirty. Like, what do you want? Like, like how many times do you want to run good in a row? You know? Yeah. And it, it's not going to make it feel better, but you might it might just calm you down a little bit to be like, okay, I don't deserve to win every single all in. That's fair. Right. And then also. So go ahead and go ahead. No, go, go, go. I, like I was just going to say, it just, it, you know, the, the number one tip to, to keep reinforcing is just to focus on decision-making only. Like just, just don't even look at your screen. If you make a good decision, just throw, put your hand in front of your screen. Don't watch the result because, because the only thing you have in poker is decisions. That's it. That's not going to help tilt. But if you reinforce that idea every time over time, you're going to get a lot uh, better at dealing with bad beats. So always focusing on decision-making is, is the best way to go, but easier said than done, of course. Absolutely. What's up, Pat Mill? I see you saying two of the nicest guys in poker right here. Good to have you. Thanks for the kind words. Uh, I would also say sometimes watching like a highlight, like I'll go back and after I have like a YouTube video that goes up and I'm like, oh man, like, oh, I, I got it in <laughs> 10s and I shouldn't even have cashed. And now I got third uh, yeah. tournament and it's like, oh, I lost a flip. But that it is funny about poker tournaments because the last hand is rarely the the decisive hand there was a small blind big blind or a bad call or a bad bluff or whatever right other situations that happen that yeah. sort of put you in a situation that then leads to your last hand and when you lose jacks to queen 10 suited all in pre you know 
it's like, yeah, you're going to lose that hand 30% of the time or whatever. It's like, you know, it's, it's just, yeah. uh, it feels bad, but it's generally the game is, uh, is happening all around you all the time. So for sure. I like how you say it doesn't come down to that hand. What was your biggest achievement in the poker world? And I don't just talk about winning a tournament from Pag Million 69. Biggest achievement in the poker world. I think, you know, I think for me getting signed is, is probably my biggest achievement, you know, getting recognized, as a professional player by, you know, by party poker, uh, I would say is the biggest thing that's happened to me in poker. I mean, obviously I've had some big tournament scores, but if we're talking just in my career, this is the biggest deal for sure. Awesome. I'd agree with the same for me. Um, What was the craziest argument you have ever been involved in? Kind of a off the tangent. uh, Oh man, craziest argument. argument? You ever uh, with Jamie or someone else? Anything you can share that was memorable? <laughs> my biggest argument, um, like a travel, like Jamie saying, "Look, we gotta go." Here. I used, uh, yeah, okay. I'll just give something along. The, I used to, you know, I, over time, I've gotten a lot more comfortable with being on camera. Um, but like in the early days, I, I was less comfortable. I wanted to be in control, and Jamie was team vlog. Jamie had his daily vlogs going, and he wanted to shoot everything. He wanted to create a story every day, and like I didn't want to be on camera. I didn't want to be on the vlogs. Like those, I was just like, ah, the vlog camera's out again. Like shit i don't want to be on this but so i i told him that i'm like man like he thought like we do do we have to do the vlogs like every day and we had a huge argument over this he's just like why don't you want me to vlog like we're i'm doing this for the you know for the house for the thing and we got into this huge argument over the vlogs and like now it's it's whatever like i'm glad he vlogged and i'm and i and i got used to being on camera and stuff like that but yeah we had a huge argument about that like it's a big deal so there's some right. there's some background to you. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, no, for sure. That I can uh, in the moment. Yeah, those type of things are. You know, everyone like I think it's important too. Like everyone just really there's your side, their side, and then the real side, and it's usually somewhere in between each person's sides. But you know, everyone really, it's good to step back and, and take a break and take a breath and, and look at what is happening in these spots because it is uh it can be emotional. I think that's true with poker too. A lot of times it's important after a result or something that happened to step back. And look at everything, right? You just don't want to be so reactive because in the moment things can seem you just feel one way, like it's got to be this way or it's got to be that way, and try to put yourself in the person's head. So. I, I I posted um, you know, I post Twitch clips on on Instagram and stuff, and I was watching over one of my clips last week where I got I got like so tilted in this bad beat, and I just I was just looking at myself like, what are you doing? Are you serious? You were this mad? <laughs> like you actually care this much like i just i, I it was it's interesting though i think in those moments a lot of the times it's something else is going on maybe you had an argument with someone maybe you had to do something you didn't want to do maybe you got an email and i think that's something about focus and mindset too where when you're streaming if you go in there and you and you got whatsapp open and discord and all this stuff and you're getting hit up everywhere i mean there's so many t- like i'm not gonna make this up last sunday yeah. so my number one pet peeve of like just that annoys me is when people ask me for transfers on Sunday, like to swap money or do money or send money here for like yeah. a, a thing or, you know, I asked you, I think for a friend of mine needed some money. Right. And I just like, cause I didn't have money on one of these sites and I just thought you might. So I said, but like when someone asked me like mid session, cause I know they're playing right then and they need it. But when they come to me and I'm like, I got 
my, my, stream, my stream going, the tables are up, everything's in motion. Then you have to like pull open the cashier. You got to register, do it. To, like that is so annoying to me that when people ask me, like I literally will say, listen, please never ask me again. Because then all of a sudden, I think it can derail a session. You know, if you get out of rhythm, your time banks go, something goes wrong, it can really unravel fast. So I think uh, like being focused and, and just fully on task goes a long way. Like last Sunday, I made a choice. Like two people asked me, I just ignored them. I never do yeah. that. I just never yeah, you answer someone. You I don't ignore them. Yeah, I just I didn't even look. I just didn't. I saw it pop up in my WhatsApp, and I just didn't even fucking open it. I just saw yeah. it. Hey, can you whatever? Just no, man. No. <laughs> like so. Yeah, I think that you gotta. I, you know, I my stream is so busy these days. So like, I have my binds and caches live throughout the session. So. Every time I register a tournament now, I got to go to the lobby, find the tournament, click it, register. Then I got to add it on my calculator to make sure my buy-ins are correct. So I got to add up every single tournament I play. And then I got to go to my OBS when I add it and update it on my OBS and update the new total. And that doesn't right. sound like that much, but if no, you're, if you're multi- I, I, just if, a, I just got anxious. I'm picking my nails right now. If, if you're multi-tabling on a Sunday, you got, you got six tables and you got the chat. And you just bust two tables. You're like, okay, I got to register, got to add, got to update on OBS, got to follow the chat, got to play these hands. Like at the end of a 10 hour session, you're so tired of updating the binds and caches. Like it just becomes so much, dude. No, I don't know Ghost why. Of M's making a joke in there. No, Ghost of M is my rock. Uh, I know he's your, your lead moderator as well. So I, Ghost of M is probably him he's and Adrian for me. I mean, if I didn't have those guys involved in my stream game or in just in general, I, I am just, I'm, I don't have a stream. I just, I'm going to say it right there, but no, like, you know, not, not those, not those messages. Those are important from like people requesting things that money or, or a favor or this or that, or trying to do stuff midstream. It's just very hard. So yeah, you so, can relate. And I, I don't want, I, I don't want to, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're good. I was going to, I don't want to take over, but I wanted to ask you when you're, when you get into a tilting situation on Twitch, do you find that do you find you're tilted about bad beats because of the bad beat itself, or you know that the stream is going to be less hype because you don't have like the chips and you don't have the run? Because for me, I find a lot of my tilt comes from the fact that that a lot of stream hype is is really just tied to tournament hype, and that's one of the problems with like Twitch poker, or not one of the problems, but one of the the factors of Twitch poker is that if you have nothing going on, no deep runs, no stacks, nothing you're at the whim of the cards, whether how hype your stream gets, unless you're just like an insanely talented person. But I don't know anyone who streams on Twitch that isn't at the whim of running well and running deep. So when I take a bad beat, it's just like, this is tilting because my stream is now not going to be as hype for the next four hours. Yeah. Or, or you, yeah. When you're down to your last two or three screens and you lose your best one, it's the exactly. Deep. Now you got a, you got the hot, you know, a 55 or a hundred dollar. That's like an hour in and you were just in a 500, with two tables or three tables left and you lost a yeah. flip. I mean, that's, that's a tough, that's a tough deal to, to uh, push through. Exactly. So I think that's a good point as well. And also I think it's true that it's other stuff generally. I think that's true in life. Like with stuff you see people react or someone freak out at a grocery store in line, or, I mean, they got something else has gone on or it's not directly usually the exact thing that's happening, but for sure, I think it's, it's interesting to notice. And, you know, I think that's something that, you learn to be as a streamer, you learn to deal with a lot. There is a lot going on. I mean, it's, I, I look at it like air traffic control. I mean, you, you literally have a lot going on that's important and one or two things go, if you let something get out of whack, you can really spiral your situation for the day. I mean, there's a, 
I mean, when I look at my worst streaming and days and epic, there's there's like usually I can go back and pinpoint a moment or something that went really wrong and 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 uh, or you know like yeah, strip party caption, which is a great feature where you see all the stuff that has. I mean, that's I've had meltdowns, I've had internet knockouts, I've had crazy situations oh, where yeah. you know my party caption freezes, I can't click anything, I got to shut it all down, I'll come back in, and I'm just like it's like it's debatable to even keep streaming. Like yeah, where party caption has been a mess for sure. Yeah, and. So anyway, we can we can definitely relate on all that. Uh, what is your favorite thing about streaming, and what's your biggest challenge from Bot Lady? If you had to pinpoint one each, um, favorite thing about streaming, I just I don't know. I, I like I just like the swings. It's it's just so fun to have those those big like big moments on Twitch. You know where you you final table, you get a few thousand people watching. It's just there's just like not a lot of feelings that can can match up to that. It's just a lot of fun to have people. It's just a lot of fun to have people rooting for you when you're running deep into the tournament. Like have have that many people on your team excited to to run deep. So just like getting to experience the the highs, basically getting to experience the highs of of, of streaming and running deep in poker tournaments at the same time. It's just a lot of fun. And I mean, um, you know, having a community is obviously something that I find really unique. I mean, it, it's it's cool to be able to reach out to. It's cool to reach out to hundreds or thousands of people that are, you know, kind of interested in your story and they have their own stories. And the fact that people care at all is 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 pretty awesome in itself. So I, I just like how unique it is. I like being a part of, of the community and I, I just I just like the whole thing pretty much. So And what is your uh what's the biggest challenge I would you say in streaming? Biggest challenge when it comes to streaming. Hmm. That's a good question. Uh, I don't know. I don't what about, know. What, about, what would you say, Jeff? I, I would say just uh, organizationally, like getting, being able to, to talk and, and outreach into doing different, you know, sort of networking things or opportunities that come up, just being able to, to sort of maintain contact or, or, or find time to have those kind of dialogues. I think we've talked about this, me, Jamie, and, and almost like a manager type or someone that could help to organize, um, other opportunities. I just find it a little stressful to do like the email stuff back and forth or, or um, deal with that other type of stuff. Cause really I just want to stream, right? I want to stream. I want to do podcasts. I want to do YouTube videos and, 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 and like create stuff. So I, I, I think it's like all the other stuff that goes with it. Yeah. Um, that I mean, is the most frustrating. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think the toughest part is just going through like, just going through downswings publicly or, or down ticks, you know, having a boring stream, yeah. having way, having way less viewers than you normally would losing a lot of money and, and going through stressful sessions publicly live. I mean, it's, it's the other side, right? You have the highs and the lows. Like there's, there's tons of swings emotionally when it comes to streaming. So going through those lows is, is like challenging. And, and, you know, if you see, you know, I've gone through periods where my stream doesn't grow at all for months or even it, it even gets smaller. Maybe there's somebody new in the game or, or I don't have much interesting stuff going on. Like I, I've seen my stream get smaller over a month or over a month and a half, sub numbers yeah. getting smaller. So just just being able to like see your channel decrease in size and like not have any good streams and still want to do it and still be motivated to do it, which is, you know, it's, it's standard. It comes with the territory, but it, it is the tough part of, of a job, I guess. Yeah, it is. And I, I, as well, like to relate on that, I mean, that's for sure. Like you mentioned consistency and that's something that I think is a blessing and a curse, but you know, you've seen some of the top streamers either burn out or move out of their, their way, whether it burn out publicly or just sort of you see them stream less or for whatever reasons it might be. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, I think that's something that having a schedule being consistent is very powerful. And, you know, for myself in particular, I can just touch on that and say, you know, I think part of the reason I love it so much is that I haven't been so consistent in terms of, uh, you know, schedule weekly, but yeah. I also had a baby this year, a move, a bunch of different things have happened, not making excuses, but it is, uh, it is nice to be to really love it and want to be there. And I think yeah. burnout is like a real thing to defend against and to be aware of that. You don't, you know, it's important. You don't want to, you could like, you could stream every day. You could, yep. you're there, you live in a country where you can stream from, you're at home, you could flick on, but also for like mental sanity and health and, and balance. It's like, you, you know, it's probably not GTO too. So you're probably always playing with that, that formula. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a tough balance. It's hard to take days off sometimes as well. <clears throat> on the other like other side like you'll see you see some days where the listing is is dead there's nobody online you're like wow today's supposed i streamed six days in a row i'm burnt out i need an off day but nobody's online should i go online and stream it's hard to shut your mind off from the listing sometimes but for sure um but, i'm gonna skip a couple of these because we did talk about long term we talked about goals and poker and just sort of in general <clears throat> uh, how many hours a week do you put in studying the game and what do you think is the best content i kind of this is a layup but um, I study not much, maybe three to four hours a week, a few hours on my off days, um, you know, 30 minutes here, 30 minutes there. Um, but I don't know. That's been enough for me at this point in, in the balance. And, uh, I use Razor Edge. It's a, it's a tournament training course. It's, it covers everything. They have a few different courses. They have a mindset course, cash game course, tournament course, bounty course, and they keep updating it. It's high level content. So that's, that's what I've used. And I, you know, I do recommend it to everyone. Um, what, what do you think is, out of those courses, what's been the most beneficial or the one that you thought was the the most concise that you felt like, wow, this triggered something for me? The the, the tournament masterclass expert course is the first course that I did. And that's, that was, that was like mind blowing that it was so many new concepts. That was my first training material I'd ever done. And there were so many new concepts to me that it just, it, it just give it, it gave me stuff to work on for a long, long time. And it made me a much better player. So that was like the most mind blowing and most impactful thing for me. That was like, okay, high level tournament strategy. I went from being a low stakes player with ABC strategy to actually having high level strategies. So that was huge. But I think the thing that gave me the most edge is the bounty course. There's so many like bounty tournaments are everywhere. Like I would say most of the tournaments I play are bounty tournaments. Like right. the vast the, for the sure. vast the vast majority. And people aren't studying bounties and people don't understand bounties. They really don't. Like even I don't, right? But I'm starting to learn a lot better. Right. You know, calling multi an idea. Like I will be honest too, I've I've gone through the course, I've scrolled through, I look at the sections, I haven't watched every second of the bounty course, but it's it's interesting. And when you see people do really crazy stuff, they're like, wow, that looks so terrible. Like there's a decent chance that they're actually doing the right yeah. thing or are or, or, or doing it for a reason. So it's at least good to be aware. I've done so many crazy things on stream this week after the bounty course. Like I've done things that you would just, you can't even believe it. Like it, and that's, I think that's like one of the biggest edges that can be gained right now is, is in bounty tournaments because there's just like any two, you know, there's spots where you have to get it in for 40 blinds, three ways with six, nine, like snap, like not close, like not right. close. And it's, and it's those spots can't intuitively be recognized because you're so used to playing normal tournaments. Right. You can't understand that that hand performs well enough multi-way all in. And, and there's yeah. just endless spots like that. So I, I think the bounty course for me has been the biggest deal lately, at least. For sure. That's that. 
I'd agree with that as well. Do you think that you would be able to play high stakes live tournaments or cash games? And this guy saying not from disrespectful manner. Just want to know if that is where you see yourself in the future. Fifty cent to five dollar, fifty five to five thirty, fifty two hundred or Triton. So do, is that something like? Does that interest you to go play on poker after dark? Like in three five years, would you like be happy to go sit and play a live cash game? Uh, is that something that would be fun for you? Yeah, I hope. I hope so. I hope I can get my live game to a point where I can comfortably go play in these games. Like if I can somehow transfer my online strategy and online comfortability to, to a live table at some point, I'd love to play in those games. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, like I say, like Twitch, Twitch is my baby. So I hope, hopefully I see myself on Twitch in the future as well. Absolutely. Do you think a Twitch championship between pros would be an event to watch? Like do you see a format? Yeah, where- I saw this question. Of course it'd be the best. Yeah, get everyone from every stream, get them to play the same tournament, and it'd be amazing content, I think. What do that you think, James? Interesting. I guess it would like, depend. Uh, you know, the way to do it, I, I could see it really, just thinking about this for the first time, to have a round robin, like get like five sites, uh, every four or six or whatever, right? And have, you know, I would have to, there would be some regulation on what would be acceptable or what would do it, but let's just take the obvious ones. Um, party poker, and poker stars you could throw in some of these other sites as well i mean that that would that would be interesting i guess it makes the most sense because we have the most streamers so that would be but like to do like a format where we each play on each site where there's like a we do a we do a tournament even you can even open it up to like the twitch community or do something where it's like we we compete and it's like who does the best point totals on each uh sunday i I think i think it has to just be plain streamer versus streamer like all the biggest streamers I don't know what the cap would be in terms of like yeah, viewers. What, maybe you do it on then, or how how is it done? Like how do they how do they do they flip for it? Is it we do it one week this two you know four times a know. year? I don't, don't want to just since it's a just a fun question. I'm not going to go into the details too much, but I think you know like every 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 Twitch viewer has like their favorite guy and right. like seeing their guy against the other guy that they watch sometimes or like community against community. Like there'd be so much pride involved in like seeing your streamer win a pot against another streamer you know what i mean i, I just think it'd be a huge deal on twitch but yeah you're right the, the setup of doing it in poker like that because it is so pride there's so much pride and whatever but like pride, the yeah. poker is you can the the reason it sort of works and why people can because like oftentimes it's a flip or a 60 40 or you lose with the best hand so it's like kind yeah. of funny because someone wins but then the, may, the other guy maybe got outplayed so it's like you could say oh i got unlucky or i lost with the best hand the other guy gets to yeah. say well you know i won so so it's sort of like it's rare that someone just gets like to, totally beasted in poker, like where yeah. there's like no, uh, which is why I think it's so great with the luck and combination of skill and luck. But we'll talk about that more. But I like it. Yeah, I think that's a great question and, a, and something to really consider. Don't know how it would be done. What do you think about extending the length of every fourth break to 15 minutes or 30 minutes or to do something differently in breaks? Are you happy with the five minute every hour break? Is that is that uh, sufficient for you or do you feel there could be a more optimal break? pattern for multiple tournaments um yeah i don't know how popular this answer is going to be but i I think i think they're fine i mean i've managed to like as a streamer like it's a lot tougher to take breaks as a streamer right because you got to like send it over to a highlight video or you got to like talk to the chat and whatever you got to set things up and i've managed to not really have any problems with breaks ever as a streamer so having even more time as a non-streamer I don't know. I, I just can't imagine how you'd need right because even as a non-streamer too, you can pull up. A, you have a pizza. You got your drink yeah. there. Use a re- or whatever you take. Playing on a laptop, you can bring it to the kitchen. I mean, yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I I haven't I haven't really thought about this much. Like maybe 
people could bring up some arguments to me why it's important to have like maybe a slightly longer break. I mean, if you do think about having five minute break once an hour over 12 hours, like it is kind of insane that you're not going to give yourself like 20 minutes at any point to just relax and refocus. But like, I just think it, it, I don't know. Yeah. So I think they're fine. What do you think? Yeah. I remember when this was brought up, uh, when I actually, I remember when there were no breaks. Cause I was probably before you ever streamed or played. Cause I, I remember when there was no breaks and looking back on it, it's insane, right? Wait, there, wait that, there was no breaks. Yeah. This ha- this happened in 2009 or 10. Cause That's I remember crazy. where I was and I remember like, wow, this is amazing. And I just remember beforehand there was just never a break, which is like, and then, and then it was on like full tilt their poker stars at the time. And then you saw the other sites sort of implement it. So it wasn't like everyone did it. And then I just sort of across the board became like, all right, every hour, five minutes. So I don't know who gets credit for the idea, but it's so simple and it makes so much sense, but it was never done before. And I, I don't remember what I did beforehand. I think, uh, I can't remember actually, cause I played on a PC, um, for Sundays. I, I actually don't know now. What I it, it'd be interesting. Like, you know, if, if they made it seven minutes, it'd be interesting to see how that feels or if they made it four minutes, like I, you know, I feel like five minutes, <clears throat> I'm often just getting back in time. If I have something to do, like I like barely make it or I have like 30 seconds left on break. So I've, it feels like a pretty good amount of time, but I don't know. Maybe if I had four minute breaks, I'd, it would be the same. I just learned to take less yeah, time. I think it's things. important to, to consider what that means because like in theory, if they said, Oh, let's have a dinner break or 15 or 20 minutes, like for once a day, but you got to remember you're playing with people on the East coast, West coast, UK and also it's like at some point the UK are going to bed at 4 a.m. 6 a.m. 7 a.m. if you're deep in tournaments and they're not really like you add in two minutes or one minute every break it does add a lot of, it, it adds a fair amount of time now, I think six it can, minutes, be, it can be somebody's first first hour of the day as well right that's yeah so it's tricky I think it's not so so uh, clear cut but yeah it's really interesting someone asking would you would you prefer a 10 minute instead of usual five minutes every hour so like 10 every two hours uh it would help personally in mtts but i'm actually trained like where, where I, I have to use the restroom every hour now like it happens off stream too like i'll take a piss like every hour almost what? I, there's times when i'm streaming for like two or three weeks in a row like i'll have to go to the restroom and i, I drink wow. a lot of water i got the okay. double 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 action going your coffee and water so i'm drinking fluids but yeah i mean i have to it's like i'm programmed to i've heard other people say this as well you know two hours like live poker during the world series like every two hours you're taking a using the restroom and it's like you got to use it but i don't know i I like how it is i would even add one minute i think it would help but i don't know yeah i think it's reasonably good where it is as well How much is fish? I don't know what that means. Maybe a translation translation issue. What shampoo do you use and why? I'm not so interested about why, but a shampoo question. That's a first. So give us the uh, I use some cheap, cheap, cheap two-in-one. I've never thought about my shampoo. I, I don't take care of my hair very well. I wash, my, I wash my hair regularly. It's clean. Uh, it never gets greasy or anything, but I, I don't have any special shampoo. Matt, that was, you really, you kind of see, you're still learning. You got, that's a good endorsement opportunity. You got the locks, you got the flow. You could have, could have plugged one there, but Matt's, Matt's clean, man. He's not out there going to, he's not giving free, free stuff away. He's not going <laughs> to give away his. No, bro, I'm not going to say any brand names. I like it. I, uh, I also have a brother almost the same age. The competition is always terrible. Who is the best poker player? Who's a better poker player? You or Jamie? This is about as controversial a question you'll ever see on the podcast here. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? I, this is what I think. This is I've never see. I always avoid this question because I don't like pinning us against each other. Because people love it came up. I actually yeah. didn't see it beforehand. I might have avoided. I don't know. It. People love to take a side. That's the thing. People love to take a side. But the truth is, I don't know who's better at poker. I think 
I really think our games are pretty close when we were playing the same stakes. You know, we both have good results in some of these tournaments. I, I think they're pretty close. I'm assuming there's parts of Jamie's game that are cleaner and more solid. And I think there's probably parts of my game that are cleaner and solid. That's what I think. So I'm going to take the political answer and I'll say they're pretty much the same. And so as a hi- as a hybrid, you guys might be, you could be the greatest of all time then. If you hybrided the two, because then. <laughs> what are you talking about? I like it. All right. We'll put that down. Let's clip that. Um, Stable Brothers, number one in the world together. But so divided, we're not sure who's better. I like I like that answer. Hey, Matt, how did you get good at No Women Hold Them turning so fast? Studying. Raise your edge and streaming. I think I think the streaming part is is definitely under underrated. Like being a streamer just forces you to always work on your game and it also forces you to talk about your decision making, which just helps helps a lot. And then Razor Edge, which we talked about. The the training course was huge. For sure. Guys, if you are interested in that, Matt has a code for that as well as myself. So you can choose one or another one. There's a there's a lot of information on Razor Edge and there is it's a it's expensive. It is. So, it is, yeah. you know, check it out. And there is free content. They do a lot of stuff on YouTube and other places, but I, I highly recommend it as well. It's got my endorsement and there is a available discounts. So check that out. You, uh, if you're going to go that route, you should. There's lots of, lots of great free content yeah, coming out right now. Like sure. tons of ton. free content. Ton. You don't, a lot of people, I would not, if you're a beginner, I mean, yeah, you know, I would take your time and look at it and, and check out what you can get before diving yeah. down that uh, path. And uh, Melon Reno, Melinda, Smith Ka, I don't know if she's live in the chat right now, but she went ahead and gave Ice a little, uh, you know, hold, tell your, I, I don't want your girl to get too, uh, you see, your does, that, does that, does that say Thor jeans? Yes. my. Wow. Gonna find, when are you going to find a classy gal and start sewing those, those Thor jeans around? <laughs> no, like, we Shout out to Belinda. Let's keep this, this is a PG production. What's wow. happening? What, what's, uh, you, so to answer that, you do have a relationship of about a year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, not about like probably a half a year, seriously, like dating. Okay. But uh, I'm very happy in my relationship. I don't know what, what, what does Melinda want me to say right now? What does she want me to say about the Thor jeans? This is uh, wow, this might have to be handled later. I, you know, I think, I think, um, I think a lot of people, you know, they never heard about my relationship life because I didn't have a relationship life. You know, people assumed I was single forever. I keep the relationship kind of on the, on the down low on the wraps, but. But yeah, things are really good. I'm happy to be in a relationship. All right, we'll keep it at that. Um, yeah. Would you rather play heads up for 10K? <laughs> JG or your brother? Here's another sort of uh, another uh, <laughs> guy's looking, Matt and Bernsey looking to stir the pot, looking for controversy, little uh, question. So uh, I'd rather play Jeff. I'd rather play you heads up for okay. 10K. Yep. Yep. All right, there you go. That's facts. Let's do it. Um, do you play? Do you plan to play the World Series next year? Um, small chance. I'd give it twenty percent. Twenty percent chance. Yeah. Okay, and Bernsey, just to be clear, I think it's probably because hopefully it means that he, uh, yeah, you know, it's a brother for ten k. That's emotional. I don't know. You know, I don't know if he's. But I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm. I like heads up. I'd be willing to. I'd be willing to. Play some heads ups, uh, Jeff, Jeff. Are you trying to challenge me to 10k because of this, this tweet here? No, I'm, I'm this not. Is, that's I'm, ridiculous. I what Burnsy wants, he wants to. He wants. Uh, he wants to to drive uh, competition and and yep. craziness. I'm not I'm not looking to play. Heads I feel like, up. Yeah, I feel like uh, Jeff is the right answer. Put you on your toes right now. 
I like that. Um, what was your favorite place to play poker from at all the trips and travel destinations, whatever that means to you? Mm. If you could go back again in the world and your stops, where would you like to play? Play poker. I mean, I only played live poker, played in Panama, played in the UK. I didn't, I played once in Austria. I, I, Which house was set up? Like where you were like, oh, man, okay. was fun. Like where I was in Costa Rica and it was beautiful weather and I would do whatever. Like what would okay. you I'd say Croatia. Croatia. I'd do anything to go back and live there. I love Croatia so much. That was a very fun house. Cool play to play po- cool place to play poker in. So I'd say Croatia. Cool. I need I, that's on my top of my list. I haven't been to You've been? No. No, no. Gotta go check Rage and out over there. Keep an eye on him. How many poker books have you read? Pick one of the best ones from MTT players. I mean, I guess you're like newer school. You've done the Razor Edge course. There's a lot of content online and streams and such. Are you have you were you reading poker books or not didn't really get into books before you started because it was already so much content online? Yeah, no, I've never never read a poker book. Can't really recommend any. Yeah, all online content. Twitch. That's how I learned Twitch. Like it. Uh, any plan of start playing live MTTs? We've covered that. Your favorite place to poker from went over, just did that. What do you expect from your life in the future? What do you think about the prospects of poker for the next five to 10 years? Um, Twitch. I mean, I, I do want to branch out a little bit, um, you know, do some more live poker opportunities, maybe play more live poker than online. You know, there's only so long you can stream for and, and be in front of a computer, but um, I mean, in the in the next five years, Twitch Twitch heavy. It's not going to change for me I, until until hopefully I'm number one streamer at some point. Um, uh, the goals are the same, and uh, you know the poker industry in five to ten years. I'm not really sure where we're going to be at. You know, there's yeah. there's so many things that can change. So, yeah. What was your play to study ratio for low stakes, and how has that changed since progressing to the higher stakes? My study ratio in the beginning was. 100% play, 0% study. <laughs> didn't study at all. Um, and I mean, even still now, I mean, I, I, you know, I stream, let's say on average six hours, like five days a week. And I study only a few hours a week, like four or five. So, I mean, the play to study ratio is, is huge in terms of play. Um, I recommend people take more of a study ratio, especially if you're not streaming. But, but yeah, I'm, I'm very heavily in the play play sector. Right. Uh, yeah, that makes – I can relate with that. Uh, I asked you your breaking point when you felt you could be a professional player. Just maybe elaborate a little bit more on that. Was there an actual day or moment when you did we, – we talk about you had you had some big scores, uh, some changing stuff, but was there – when did you say, you know what, this is for sure what I'm doing? Does the day stand out, a date, a specific stream? You said kind of hinted that it was one of your first games of poker when it was like someone hosted you, you had 200 viewers, all of a sudden you were Poker Staples PA playing other games or, or League of Legends, and now you you put a little poker on and people came. What what about that? Was that I mean other other than that, like that that moment you might have said, wow, this is really cool. But when did you say I'm going to be a professional poker player? Um, I think after I had my first big score, it was for sixteen thousand dollars. In a in like a two fifteen high stakes, I wasn't really playing high stakes at the time, so this was like a shot take for me. Like I maybe played one hundred nines, but not really any two fifteens. And I won this two fifteen outright for sixteen thousand. I was like, whoa, okay, we can actually compete at the high stakes and and win money at the high stakes. I was like, okay, I'm. That's when I like in my head, I was like, 
all right, let's go for this. Like we can, we can compete, we can make money, we can stream. So I'd, I'd say since then, that was the, the turning point. Okay. And how, yeah, that's, that's a nice significant uptick. How long do you see yourself streaming for? Do you have a, do you have a plan? Like do you, do you, in your mind, do you see yourself at 30 years old streaming poker or maybe the next thing, whatever it is, is that, is this something you literally, uh, can you see yourself streaming into the, till till not sure what next have you even thought about that like for me it sounds weird to say I'm, i'd be streaming at 40 years old but I, at the same time i don't even i find myself not paying attention to age and stuff really or whatever but obviously life happens family happens kids happen different responsibilities and situations happen but how do you feel on that do you, do you see yourself at 30 is that is that something you've the ice is 30 years old and streaming seven years um i mean it could be done lots of 30 year old stream it could be done for sure i yeah, I don't know. So, so many questions about my future. I mean, who knows, man? Who knows? Seven People years. People want to know. They want to do the, 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 the Who knows where face. the you got that, that? They want to know, man. What's I don't know on? where Twitch poker is going to be in seven years. I don't know where the poker industry is going to be in seven years. It's too hard to tell. I want to be involved for sure. The plan is to be involved still when I'm thirty. I'm not. I'm not trying to retire when I'm thirty, right? So the plan is to be involved. Uh, I can't say for sure if I'm still going to be wanting to stream. Like streaming is is a pretty heavy grind. You know, you've seen a lot of people move on from streaming that were streaming full time. Um, you know, Jay Carver, Tonka, Doug, uh, Kevin. Right? There's a there's a lot of people that do move on from it. So I don't want to say for sure that I'm not going to want to do something else. But the plan is to to keep doing it. Yeah. Who are your role models in poker and streaming? Um, you know. Jamie is is obviously a big one. He's the one who got me into the to the, into the stream game. I think seeing seeing where Lex is 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 pretty insane. You know, to see how far ahead Lex is. Sometimes, like on Sunday, he'll have twenty thousand if he's doing well in something, and then the next person has like fifteen hundred. It's like that gap is so insane. So, I mean, that's. I guess that's really the target to shoot for, right? It's, it's that's how big a poker stream could get on Twitch. So um, I look at that. I, I don't have too many too many role models in terms of in terms of Twitch, but those are two small points I'd bring up. For sure. No, I mean it's it, it does show the category. You know, Jay, Jason's had it. Tonka's had huge numbers. Jamie, you know, different times, consistent big numbers and. Yeah, things happen. People change, motives change, uh, drive changes. So there's always. I think it is one of those things too. If you just kind of put your head down and you want to do something, it, it's you just it, it's it's true. It's, you know that the the ceiling is there. You see, you see what's possible, and and the the category is strong enough. I think to uh, to allow for for that. And who knows what else, right? Like who knows yeah. uh, with crossovers and and future stuff that happens. It, you know, also legalization in the U.S. Like we're talking about. U.S. is a primary market for poker that is basically untapped. If, if the doors open in U.S. poker and party poker and stars and these sites are in the U.S. again, I mean, it's there would be a huge. That would be huge. That would be yeah. insanely huge. Not, yeah. PA is opening right now. Um, you know, it's not a it's not crazy, right? Like it's not like a it's not like a super crazy scenario. Two to three years from now, what's going to happen? Sports I mean, that was, that, legal that blow up. I don't. I, you know? like I got a, I got into poker you know, post black Friday, obviously. So I've never, I've never existed in the poker world when the U S could participate. So, um, that'd be insane for sure. Right. Uh, man, some other, we're getting, all right. I did want to try to cover lies. We're going to do a, a few more cause, uh, we are, 
we're still going. We, did we hit the greatest achievement to date away from the felt? I mean, I guess we talked party poker ambassadorship, but that's sort of connected. Do you have a something outside of that you're proud of or something that you've done in your life that's like that you're really like was amazing or you want to talk about any other hobbies or things you did growing up or? Um, you know, all my pretty much all my achievements have been, you know, from Twitch. I, I kind of went straight from high school middle school to twitch <laughs> that was kind of my run so the ultimate sweat would be the the obvious one uh managing to accomplish that goal and, and keep my fitness in check and and like pretty much you know i, I got a pretty much down to 10 percent for the second bet as well so you know i'm pretty proud of the the prop bet of course be my other biggest achievement for sure uh you started poker being jamie's brother you were poker staples pa even on which is his name on twitch that was your name. At what point do you, the question is about uh, now you are known by your name. When do you think this transition happened? And also I want to ask you, when, when did you decide that you want, like, was that something what, for a while you had Poker Stables PA and you wanted to change it? Cause you were sort of like, all right, that was funny. It was like a thing I started now on my own. Yeah. Part, or now I want to do my own thing. And then it took a while to change. Or was it like one day you woke up, you're just like, no, I want to be Matt Staples. Like when did that change? And, and also when do you think you got known kind of as your own person, if you will? If, that, if you even feel that's true. Yeah, I, I think it's true for, I, I think at this point it's true for most people. I, I, I do think, um, I mean, for a certain part of the community, I'm always going to be associated with Jamie, which is fine. It's good. I mean, I'm glad. I'm happy to be associated with Jamie, uh, especially with how I came up in the game and stuff like that. So I don't mind uh, the association, but I do think there's, there's definitely a very clear difference in our communities now. And I think people know me from my achievements, you know, in, in poker and running the bankroll up and, and, and streaming now. So I, I do think there's a big difference that that maybe came in the last year and a half, about a year and a half ago. I think the, the separation really became clear. The poker stables PA name. I, I streamed with that name for a while and I did want to change it, but I was a little bit worried about, you know, getting rid of the brand essentially, right? You know, I I built everything up on Poker Staples PA, and I knew I wanted to change it for the long term. But I was just like, ah, this initial hit, like, will people will people still watch? Will people like get lost? Will they lose my channel? Stuff like that. So it took a little bit of time to do, just because I was worried about that. But but yeah, I definitely did did want to, you know, get my own name going. For sure, Alch five one four, my buddy Alch over there from Montreal Streamhouse. Do you miss the five dollar paninis? I miss uh, Shawarma, Montreal. Yeah. Bustans. Bustans. That that is a great shout out to Bustans. They really they get it done. That can't is wait. Lose weight. I can't yeah. wait to go back to Montreal. When are you going? You're gonna go for any any time soon? You got the, they got. 30, I don't know what's coming up. They got a thirty three hundred, uh, thirty five hundred, thirty three hundred WPT main the end of October. Could be the move. Are you going? Are you going? I I've not missed one in a long time, but. I got, I'm going to the UK this weekend for that 3,300 day three, which qualified online, which I'm excited about. But I don't know, man. It's hard. Five-month-old baby. Those short trips are tough on uh, on traveling with. So I, I try to, I'm trying to do less travel, but Montreal is strong. I don't know. Maybe I'll bring the family up. It's cold, though, there, too. In that Very time. cold. I got snow here, Jeff. I don't know if you know. I didn't know that. That's crazy. I got snow. A ton of snow, yeah. A ton of snow. What ton day of is snow. it? It's, 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 it's October 1st. I mean, it's October 1st. Jeez. Yeah. All right. No, I did not know that. Uh, that's scary. How has the game changed since you started playing streaming, and where do you think it will be in five years? Are we going to see Holden take a back seat? Other game types. Do you like PLO? Do you play any other games at all, or do you just? I play, I play a little bit of PLO. Yeah, PLO is fun. I, I mean, there's too much to focus on and hold them to to take any other game like too seriously for me. But 
but yeah, I play a little bit of PLO. Okay. Yeah. But do you think Holbrook's going to stand strong? Do you think short deck, any of that stuff's going to take over? Is there anything in that? Do you, do you forget that what game specifically? Do you feel that Holdem's going to hold strong for five years, or do you think there could be a different variation of poker? That let me up? ask. Let me ask you this: Was has there been a game in the past that was way bigger than Holdem? No limit Holdem. Like I guess limit Holdem, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. If, like, I'm no limit Holdem. I think uh, started like really booming around 2000. So it's been a long time though. Yeah, let's see. That's a long time on top. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I think it'd be a little bit short-sighted to say that it's not possible that another game could come over top. But I feel like Hold'em is is going to remain strong, and I don't think that's a problem either. I think it's fine that Hold'em's the biggest game. Yeah, um, I, I just like I, yeah, I don't see them making the World Series of Poker main event something different, right? Like I, I don't. I mean, that's going to be I think for for the that'll be the standard, but maybe, yeah, PLO people thought for a while that I heard talks like that was going to take over, but uh, that yeah. didn't quite happen. It's still pretty popular. It's also for a tournament poker that no limit aspect, any moment you can be all in or yeah. it makes it very exciting. Um, all right. Well, Matt, I think we are, we've covered a ton of questions. I, I, we got the majority of them guys. Matt is definitely someone that we could see on uh, future Future podcast, would love to have him back. There's a lot to talk about, and his, his career path is definitely, you know, super exciting. He's young. He's hungry. He's motivated. He's humble. He's got all the moves. You even see Melon Reno mentioning his Thor jeans. He's got, he's got a lot going on. There's things happening out there. That was out of line. Yeah, she, she really, really showed her hand there on where her head's <laughs> at. Um, but that's, uh, that's okay. Melon Reno, great supporter. State Kings uh, fan as well. Does a lot of, buys a lot of action. Uh, do you, are you posting any action on State Kings recently? Have you been? I know you have in the past. Do you have any? A few, you, a few times in the past. I haven't been selling any action uh, to anything. Give the fans a taste. Come on, Matt. Let's go. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. Right, people do, people do want a piece. They do. They do. Let's get them. Let's get them what they want. We're and speaking of what they want, we are going to copy. Uh, give Matt a follow. Instagram, Twitter. We see Matt Staples across the board. Uh, Twitch as well. Just over sixty-five thousand followers shows the strength of what he is doing and his abilities. On there, you give him a follow on Twitch, Instagram, Twitter. Where else, Matt? What else is that? The is that the? That's perfect. Yeah, YouTube, YouTube. I just released a new YouTube video. Oh, Matthew shit. Staples. Well, I'm going to put that. Uh, we're going to put that up on the screen here as a second before we go, but. For the meantime, I'm going to have you give away this $55 ticket. Thank you to everyone who participated. And again, this will be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all across the board, Podbean, anywhere you want to see it. You know, a lot of people like to listen, not necessarily watch and if, uh, from their phone and their car. Appreciate the support. And Matt, we're going to let you give the draw. $55 party poker ticket coming to someone's way. You tell me when. All right. Sounds good. When? Boom. Someone just won a $55 Twitter ticket, Frango Rhino. What a Frango Rhino. What a GG name. Frango. That, do you know this person? Uh, nope. No? Are we, no. Oh, actually, it looks Twitch. Yeah, Twitch. And they don't follow us, though. That was like, Ooh. that was a tough beat for everyone. Does that, does that work? Uh, I, I Do they need know. to be following? I don't know. I think that's that's what we would, that that's, I believe it's in the directions. It's also... I mean, it must be following you because, like, how else is he knowing about it and tweeting it? I mean, I want to give it. I, I, you don't. You can unfollow me, but to be eligible, you just got to be able to get DM because I can't be tweeting out to people winning tickets. You know, it's just not going to – doesn't work like that. Uh, the problem is, so they changed this now, and I don't think I can do – you can't do another – I don't think you can do two winners. There's always it's, – it's tricky out there. Let me see. Maybe I can reload it. Oh. 
nope, this is a looks like they have an application. I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a judgment call on that. I have to think about that, and then I may just re. It's only one per day. That's the problem. I can't even hit oh, okay. only let you pick one. I think they're driving you to a to subscription for the the tweet draws. I'm not sure if I I do a lot of crazy uh spending i don't know if i want to have to spend to give away tickets it feels like somewhere i gotta draw a line um but maybe there's another scenario either way guys we will someone's gonna get that ticket either frank or rhino he's got a nice little deal there too man i don't know if he's caught that on the screen he's got his own logo it looks pretty yeah pretty serious maybe if he follows you i might make an exception um for it but either way we'll we'll get someone that 55 dollar ticket and i really do appreciate some shouts. cubans in there we see santiago hernandez in the chat dennis roland ghost of m although any any shout outs out there family mama is parents watch they watch your pod i don't know i don't know if they're in here who knows okay they might catch us on, uh, on the way out burns they'll definitely watch it they'll take a look so shout out to all the staples family mama staples rocking gear always showing support god i respect that really uh appreciate it matt for the time and again guys check him out on twitch yeah. check him out he is on a journey a poker journey life journey and we will be in touch as always pleasure to chat man we'll have you back and, and thanks again i'll see you maybe in montreal if not before all right thanks jeff everybody the legend of the game 23 years young doing his thing we'll catch up with him later and thanks for watching we'll see you on the next podcast thanks for listening to this episode it was brought to you in partnership with party poker go to partypoker.com to play tournaments cash games and improve your poker game make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes